Welcome to the Foul Housemates Podcast. I am your humble host, Liam Wolf. And joining me every week is my co-host, my comrade, my life partner, uh, Vince Russo's co-writer during WCW 2000, Daniel DiCaprio. Dan, how are you this evening? I don't like how you describe me as humble, and also I'd like to correct Liam in his uh, assertion of children of all ages. This podcast is not for children of all ages, and I hope we set an age limit on this shit. It's actually explicit, so I'm pretty sure no children are listening to this shit. <laughs> Thank God, because I almost forgot to do that to my YouTube channel. Unfortunately, the only child listening is Richard Black. And joining us this week, this man is a legend. This man has multitude of people coming at his way. Coming from the dark, dank streets of Kearney, New Jersey. The man, the myth, the icon, the legend, Mr. Carl Callen. Carl, welcome to the Foul House Mates Podcast. Thank you for having me, fellas. Appreciate it. Was honored when you reached out. I'm four Carlnitas in. I also had a, a swing off and a half. I'm ready to fucking talk. Let's go. Beautiful. Beautiful. I have uh, two Cape May uh, coastal evacuations, eat at, each at 8%, so I might be joining you soon enough. <laughs> Dan's working on coffee, so uh, we'll be all I'm on two pots. Dan has his Keurig next to his fucking, next to his bed. No, I gave, I gave up the Keurig. I heard they caused cancer or something. <laughs> Do they actually cause cancer? I have not. It's it's boiling plastic, so it's not a good idea. Yeah, fair enough. Fair. <laughs> I think like the 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 what I remember the biggest like outbreak of fear that I heard from like getting cancer from shit was when uh, the first Priuses came out. You remember that? Oh Jesus! I thought you were going to say the George Foreman grill. I'm like, if that causes cancer, uh, God, <laughs> I, I think we're all goners. I would be dead. <laughs> I have an extra large George Foreman grill in my kitchen. <laughs> I'm about to use that. And I have a real grill. God damn. It seals into juices. You like juicy meat there, Carl? It has to be. That's why I, I like it drip. I like it dripping. I don't want no dry meat, man. I don't want no I don't want no George Foreman. What's the name of that fucking thing? George Foreman. The the George Foreman XXL grill. Famed boxer George Foreman. He won the fucking at 42. He fucking won the belt again. I was watching clips the other day. Wait, legit? Coincidental. <laughs> just fucking throwing fucking haymaker, just big. Oh, oh, I love, I, I like him because he's fucking, he had like tone. You know what I mean? He kind of looked half fat. Half fat. <laughs> he's, he's, love that when a box is just like old fashioned, like he's got kind of like a little bit, you know what I mean? Got that fucking bulk, that true heavyweight. I mean, you know what I miss? Speaking of like him being involved in infomercials, I miss ordering, you know, stuff off infomercials and it, like actually working better than what they said, you know, like I wanted to get it and have it like break in my hand, like that pocket fisherman thing. <laughs> my friend bought that. We both went fishing and I had, I had like some lures that I bought, like, you know, as seen on TV and he had the pocket fisherman. He did one cast and a fucking thing like popped out and landed in the middle of the lake. <laughs> I thought about buying a magic bullet after watching the commercial, like 50,000 times. I, I thought about did. eating a magic bullet after. 
would be like David Copperfield flies it out of a fucking chamber. No, but the worst, the worst really would be like you know you get the George Foreman girls like God damn man they were right it seals in all of the juices this is the juiciest hamburger I've ever eaten in my entire life two years later dead of cancer because <laughs> I ate sixteen thousand hamburgers in two years. <laughs> I mean, you probably wouldn't have cancer, but I'm pretty positive your your arteries wouldn't exist anymore. I chose the stage name Wimpy and did 16,000 open mics. God damn. Nah, but like, um, I remember the Prius, uh, back in the back in like the like 2005, 2006, uh, when the first line came out. Apparently, they lined the car with uh incredibly i i'm pretty sure it was like nuclear coating like stuff that developed like straight nuclear power like the electrical part of the the prius was the was like a nuclear core so like okay. people would just die they would like drive it for like 10 months and then be like why is my hair falling out and so <laughs> like one of those fucking radioactive fucking like uh that fucking one that they say is active in fucking like Japan or something? Like the fucking radiation fucking kills everybody. Fukushima. Or it might, Fukushima. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the fucking debris. Uh, Carl, you hear they got radioactive boars over there. It's like fun. Radioactive boars? <laughs> Gigantic boars. Wild boars? Wild, like 10 foot tall boars. <laughs> mutated, radioactively <laughs> mutated. Mutated boys? Yeah, like you ever see that movie? You ever see the movie Razorback? The, oh the guy, my same, God. same, same. same <laughs> I told you I was going to bring up Highlander. Same director, first, first horror film called Razorback. Carl, you ever seen that movie? TNT classic. Oh, you know, the year did it come out? Like 80? it was. It like came out. It, it came out nineteen eighty. Please let me just describe it. I know. Sorry, goddamn it. <laughs> nineteen nineteen eighty four. Russell McKinn. I'm probably mispronouncing his name. Russell Mackin Macinelli or whatever. The director of Highland, among other things, he uh, he put out a gigantic uh, killer boar movie about um, a grandfather who was wrongly accused of killing and burying <laughs> burying his grandson. But it turns out it was killed by a apparently evil possessed gigantic. And when I say fifteen feet tall, I mean that it was as tall as this guy's house, and it destroyed his house. And they thought and. Well, his house got lit on fire, so that's how, like, the court was just like, well, we think you killed your grandson. So he's, like, you know, wrongfully accused. Then a um, a married couple, uh, it, uh, his uh, the guy's wife comes to Australia and, and does, like, a news story around the same area. She's killed by the same boar. So the husband comes looking for his wife, and the two meet up together, and then they have to eventually uh, kill a boar together. It's a nice, it's a nice you know, like... People losing other people, but then gaining other people's story with a mutated boar in, in the middle of it. Look, Jaws was same Hobie director Dick. as Highlander. You have Jaws, you have Grizzly, which was just Jaws in a forest. You had Prophecy, which was Jaws in a forest with alien invaders. And now Razorback, Razorback, which Razorback. is Jaws in the Australian Outback, which is lit as fuck. Prophecy's dog shit, by the way. Coincidentally, Razorback, the name I gave my super friend that I went to New Orleans with. Oh, we got to get into that. Is that a talking point? Nah, she just had a really bony neck. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> just like, hey, hey, Dan, can you massage my neck? 
<laughs> cut my fucking hand open. <laughs> the bone shoots out from the side. She spikes up her hair on her neck for no reason. Just that part. Like it's fu- <laughs> like a horrible new wave video. <laughs> oh my God. New wave hair is the best hair though. It's the greatest says, hair. According to who? Me. According <laughs> the, to me. The lead singer of Flock of Seagulls and Carl. Like new wave, like fucking, I wasn't sure if new wave was like referring to like, like there's a new wave every fucking, like classic new wave, like 80s new wave. 80s new wave. Flock of Seagulls. They're pretty good hair. Pretty good hair. Yeah. I have to say. Pretty popping. You got you got that Kasha Goo Goo guy with like the big old fucking blonde flop he was working with. Boy George with his dreadlocks and his androgynous beautiful <laughs> Hashtag I gotta go with my guy later here. He's right. I mean, what other fucking what other era in music or whatever your label you want to put on it? Who has better hair? The sixties? Uh no. I disagree. Strongly disagree. The 90s. Uh, even worse. <laughs> the very, like, 2004. That's it. Not the 2000s. 2004. What the fuck is that? Who does that refer to? Fucking Hoobastank? What era? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hoobastank and Usher is what he's, like, exclusively <laughs> referring to. And Neo. Also Neo. And Lil John and the East Side Boys. <laughs> And Chingy and uh, for- Chingy, oh my! In flames, in flames. Whatever year emo hair was the worst. Oh, that was two thousand. Oh, fuck. If if we're talking like emo hair being the worst, that was like two thousand eight, two thousand two thousand nine. If not like two thousand seven, two thousand six. Because, like, 2002 was when emo started to become a thing. And then 2006 was when it was, like, mainstream. And that's when you got, like, that scene hair shit where people were, like, frizzing their hair with, like... And and you had YouTube. 2002, you didn't you didn't have YouTube. I, I was thinking about that in the shower. I don't know why. I'm like... I'm like, before YouTube, like, you really had to, like, search for, like, everything involved in, like, music videos and stuff like that. They're all on their own, like you know, it's its own thing. You had to go on their, uh, you had to go on their website because right. MySpace wasn't a thing either. I had to go on Cradle of Filth's website to see their brand, <laughs> brand new video. <laughs> oh man, fucking no, you're right. It's absurd the fucking amount of things on YouTube. They have fucking everything. Every yeah, fucking obscure band. They have fucking. You can find fucking XTC in Germany. In like fucking 1981, some weird like it was German TV, and somebody fucking uploaded it to YouTube. They're amazing. Were they playing Nigel? Uh, Making plans (laughs) with Nigel. Yes, of course. (laughs) Only poured up until 82, so yeah, that was 79. Fucking yeah, making plans with Nigel was a fucking. It was one of their. We only making plans for Nigel. Speaking of YouTube. The hashtag TRCC channel, it's still uploading. Uh, it, recently, the uh, the Rob Eight, the famed Rob Eighty video, which I was waiting for. Oh Jesus Christ, Dan! <laughs> we referenced him on our very very first ep- episode zero, as I call it, of the podcast. That I the avatar is Rob Eighty, friend of the podcast, Rob Eighty. Yeah, him and his alpha advice. Rob Eighty. Yeah, that was that first. Oh, you call it episode zero? You did like. Well, we didn't have a get. We didn't have a guest, so the format. They're they're really like we were just you know we were riffing. 
We were living it up. It was a nice time. It was good. I, I, I would call it episode one. Dan, you pile of dog shit. I'll still call it episode zero just to be a dick. Of course. But Rob, Rob 80, man, uh, crushing. Oh, my God. Fucking, a fucking tour de force. It took it took an entire force to hold me back. If you look at my face during that video, I forgot how angry I was, and I remember I remember shaking I remember shaking his hand, being like I I gave him a look, and then he hugged. I see this is what I didn't see. He hugged you, Carl, like a dog that saw its owner come back from Desert Storm. That embrace, and he was wearing like jean shorts, and I, I can only imagine like the sweat building up in the thigh area. But it must have not oh been like God. a good thing to be like embraced by him after that set. Dan, it's it's blurry, but watching some of it back, every time I fucking see Rob Eighty at the fucking roast, I will say to myself, "What a fucking outfit! Fucking tremendous! The fucking shorts, the fucking..." Fucking, he is a car. I don't agree. Oh, yeah. He was straight out of the 311 uh, offspring tour. He looked like came. fucking Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. One and two. <laughs> he looked like uh, after the body got bloated. <laughs> he, looked, he looks like if they if they probably did come out with a Weekend at Bernie's three at this point. He looks like he would be Bernie in that one. Oh my god. To be fair, yeah. I feel like I feel like Rob Eighty does Rob Eighty have like dead children in his basement? I feel like he's the type type of guy that would probably have like dead something in his basement. Like a collection of it. Dead rat children. Dead rat children? No, I'm just talking about children of rat fans from uh from the eighties. Now they're all grown up and they fuck Rob Eighty. In a fucking world of his own. As far as dead children, I don't know. What was the like box set? Everybody uh, listening to the podcast, uh, watch the watch the video of Rob Beatty. There's there's a part in it where uh, Carl, what open mic is he at? It's it's only about like a few seconds long, but it looks like he's recording himself with a selfie stick at an open mic. Where is that? It was it was at a Revolutionary Lounge here in the TR Silverton. They actually moved. A little bit of a plug for my crew. I don't really know them personal. They actually moved to Indian Head Plaza, but they used to be right across the street here in Silverton, across Hooper Avenue. They used to do a little oh, open wow. mic they, at the camp. Very hometown. Uh, how did he do on on uh, what was that? Uh, his third time up. I think that that the clip that we used was his his third time up. I think I might have met him that night, or maybe the time after. But that's where I met Rob Eighty. That's how I knew him. I didn't like. Uh, he grew up with fucking Croft. Did you meet him? He was Croft from high school. Did you meet him after? I hate meeting people after I bombed. Did you meet him after like a severe bombing? Oh man, it's hard to fucking. It's hard to remember. First time I went there it was like surprisingly crowded. It was like my first time. I was actually there to see my nephew. Like March 2018, and it was surprisingly crowded. The next few times, which I think is, I met him. One of those. It was like a quiet night. So. After doing fucking stand up for a couple of years, like as far as bombing goes, it's like you know what I mean. It changes like the more you do it and the more you. I remember the crowds were small and it was it, it wasn't like the fucking it wasn't a fucking easy room by any means. Oh, I just I just attack the crowd now when I bomb. I I I get violent. I remember tits. I remember tits in front of me. <laughs> when you met Rob eighty. <laughs> At night, yeah, because it was like the way the place is set up, you're kind of performing. There's like tables to the side of you, and there's really only like, say, like maximum eight to ten people in front of you. I just remember it fucking fat tits. 
front of me. Just what was he just whipping it out, girls gone wild style? Is that what uh, Rob 80 move? Oh, Rob 80. Oh, fucking. I remember Rob 80 sitting off to the side, and I was like, who is this oafish? <laughs> and some guy with a number in his name. Who's who's this Shrek looking ginger, and why is he here? <laughs> what, what is he talking yeah, and he fucking, yeah, yeah, like when he said at the roast, he fucking, yeah, we tall, we bullshit or whatever. And then, yeah, we started to fucking, that's how I met him though. Yeah, I met him in fucking, uh, at that cafe. Vin Brew came out of a coma during that, uh, that roast segment. Oh my God. So that, that, that was frightening to see. <laughs> Brew was fucking suspended in time. One minute and 42 seconds in, if anybody wants to check that part out and that part only. Vin, Vin Brew, that roast was the greatest thing on the face of the planet. Uh, I, I'm, con- I just... I'm convinced he was at once blackout drunk and on acid. I didn't think it was possible. Bro, he was fucked up. I think he showed up pretty fucked, and then he got progressively more fucked. By the he time, like, the... I'm pretty yeah, positive he didn't go by the time... either. Yeah, I'm pretty positive by the time, like, Waldo was up, or, like, Sean McDonough, he was, like, done, <laughs> and he just passed out for, like... 30 minutes or so and no one it didn't help that he was dressed like john lennon joined the harry krishna (laughs) and then he went up to perform and fucking brian st john had to be like an interpreter to be like let's handle this guy gets on stage and just looks at richard twick he's like why do you have me eyes you got the john lennon eyes why Oh God! That's man. a thing, man, and people don't want to talk about it. And it's probably mean that I'm, I'm, you know, using Richard Dweck as an example. But if you have John Lennon eyes, I'm gonna call you out. You can quote me on that. Why is that a thing? Like, like what? Oh, ask John Lennon. <laughs> no, but I don't mean like why. Why is that a thing? The bully. Or ask Yoko. About? I'm sorry. Ask Yoko Ono. <laughs> well, that's just that's just rude. She's going to do, no, you ask her that one question, she's going to do a 66-minute album about it while, while she just screams in a fucking, like, ice cream shop. <laughs> you ever you ever see that video of Yoko Ono going into, like, the art museum and she's performing, like, one of her, like, her performances, quote-unquote? I made it seconds in and I turned it off. I, she, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not watching. She's just doing, like, animal noises and we're, and I'm sitting there like, what is this? What the fuck is this? Call you a big Yoko fan? <laughs> fucking Yoko Ono. I fucking, I don't know. Fucking double fantasy. Uh, maybe you should have stayed a single. Fair. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Carl Callen, big Beatles fan, total racist. <laughs> and this is a against tra- Asians. Then, uh, racial? Why would you think that? No, I forgot your girlfriend. All- I'm sorry. I, I, your girlfriend is Asian. I just realized that. Uh, Carl's girlfriend is Asian. Yeah. Kelsey Ono. Kelsey Ono. <laughs> uh, she won't let me smack. I'm my girl. God damn. I'm not racial at all, Dan. Actually, I love the eight. And Coco Ono, though, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, she's a good fucking abstract artist. She has a lot of respect or whatever. But you can fucking who? put on a fucking album. <laughs> who's who's out here? Who's, I'm surprised Rick. I'm surprised Richard Dweck's not caping for Yoko Ono at this point. It's like, ah, oh, you know, like our latest album, you know, like it's not really for me, but uh, yeah, it's weird. You know, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what was the album they, that they did together? Well, well uh, Dan, her and, you, uh, her and Dan, John, they were naked on the front. Uh, Dan, you I'm also feeling, have to, Dan, I'm feeling Rich to, would like that album. Dan, you also have to go to like New York in order to get like real Yoko stands. 
Like, you're not going to get fucking <laughs> shit over in New Jersey. You got to go to, like, Brooklyn, and they'll be like, Yoko Ono was a real artist, you know? Yoko, Yoko ono, ono saved my was, life. Was, was revolutionary for her time. She did, like, so much shit. She was, a, she was a fantastic artist. It's like the same people that fucking, like, praised that one chick who who did, like, that 48-hour exhibit where she just let men spit on her. And people <laughs> were like, that's so brave. That's so brave. That's so feminist. It's a like, br- fucking drive mouth by the fucking internet. <laughs> I do not want to take cotton a mouth. spit from someone who has cotton mouth. <laughs> that would have been shitty as fuck. I'll watch that video by myself afterwards, though. God damn. But yeah, it's that same sort of crowd. It's that same sort of crowd of people. I will say this. The most anticlimactic bullshit I've ever heard. Fucking when John Lennon got shot, he stepped inside the hotel doors and he looked at Yoko and he said, I'm shot. What did he say? He just... I'm shot. He said, I'm shot? <laughs> he said, I'm shot. As the story goes. As the story goes. And then the she story. looked down and she's like, what? Oh, oh, what are you, tired? John's like, I'm shot. Yoko, I'm no. shot. I'm shot. She Yoko. Like, she's like, Yoko, one I'm shot. shot, but you normally drink cig. Oh, one shot. <laughs> I got one shot, Yoko. I no, I don't want to call Paul McCartney. Just, I want to go home. I got one shot of me. I got one shot of revolver. Literally. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That's <laughs> why give her one shot and fucking go out to the bar. You know, it'd be really pimping if, like, John Lennon's last words were, like, he, he got shot and Yoko's like, oh, my God, what happened? He's just like, tell Paul McCartney he's a fucking cunt. <laughs> I was going to say, give me all that royalty money you owe me. I need the royalty dies. money. Pa. <laughs> give, me, give me the money, you bitch. <laughs> Tell Paul McCartney not to sell my music to that fucking pedophile. <laughs> Don't tell the press that I hit you. <laughs> Fuck John Lennon. Uh, so... I never hit women. <laughs> Yeah, that's his uh, last word. I like how that. Oh, well, RIP. But uh, John Lennon deserved a better impression than that. I mean, we both sucked at it. I, I was. You were better than me. You were better than me. I'll say that much. Dan, Dan's got the John Lennon on tap, bro. And I didn't do mine. I should do my impression before we decide which. All one. right, all right, Carl. Do your John Lennon. Hit it. Uh, I'm a real nowhere's man. You guys like that song, Nowhere's Man? Details. Nowhere's man. You guys like uh, Norwegian Woods? I would have rather been hit by Norwegian Woods than this. <laughs> the headline is Foxwoods. I would have rather been in the Norwegian Woods. Why are we here? New York I've sucks. been shot. Bury me in Norwegian Woods. <laughs> Help! I need some. <laughs> <laughs> Help! I've been shot. <laughs> help! Not anybody! Help! <laughs> this guy's got three names. Help! I should have known better. <laughs> oh my God! Who's the the guy who shot him? Fucking lo- is fucking is was a, had Liam's favorite book on. Him. Oh no! Okay. I be- no, I, no, no. I think no, he, no, I no, think no, they... no, no. We're not no, doing we're not. this. He had a copy. He had a copy of The Whispers by Dean Koontz. I... I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> the time frame it does line up. Oh god. 
the the whispers by Dean Kuhn. <laughs> Catcher in the Rye. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're not. I'm because fuck Catcher in the Rye. That is the worst book of all time. I I was gonna say it's probably the most overrated book ever. I'm now currently looking up the whispers by Dean Koontz. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good one. Oh, it's just called Whispers by Dean Koontz. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about the I, band. I was thinking, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking uh, the secrets that you keep uh, when you're talking in your Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, facts. I hear the secrets that you keep. <laughs> I wish I was short in, in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god my go my go-to new wave though right now my go-to new wave is uh voices carry by i think oh, till tuesday. tuesday yeah till yeah tuesday. man underrated hush, hush. keep it down now voices carry songs you like argy bargy i squeeze you like argy bargy RG Bargy? Muscle from a shell. Not Archie Bunker. <laughs> RG Bargy? They're a good hardcore band. RG Bargy. Bunker. Archie Bunker. They're, they're, oh. I, I believe they're a power violence band. <laughs> God fucking damn. I, I now need not to look to be, this up. Not to be confused with, with Bunker, who we name dropped on the episode zero slash episode one of the podcast. Uh, Bunker, um... Don't listen to their, uh, well, it's a full-length album slash song, a 65-minute song. I took that off the collaborative podcast. Uh, the playlist. minutes? 60, no, I, have, I have albums that are longer, Liam. I have an album by a band. Wait, wait, did a, you put up their whole album or just one song? No, no, it's one song, but it's an entire album. Oh, my album. God. Yeah. Oh, my God. So what is it, Dope Smoker length? Uh, that's that's one of the best albums ever and also a band named corrupted from japan who sing in japanese english and spanish have an album called el mundo frio uh this album is 90 minutes long one song yoko fans it's they're, fucking awesome they're big yoko fans it sounds like 90 minutes jesus christ one song damn i'm tripped out i need to find that corruption Corrupted from Japan. Corrupted. Also, Cor be big shout out Bell Witch, uh, Mirror Reaper, 84 minutes, I think. One album, one song. God damn. Is that is that your go-to? Because my go-to, I do love Dope Smoker. Dope Smoker is a pretty tight album. Pretty it's one of the best albums ever. And it's one of the best tracks because it lasts. Oh, like you, a fan of, you a fan of Sleep, the band, not the activity? I love Sleep. I love the the activity and the band. They're cool. They're cool. I don't like to take naps. I saw that thing you put up, Liam, where it, it said like shit that's feminine, like th things that guys do at oh actualize that are feminine. God. And one of one of them was taking naps. And I was like, you know what? I hate naps too, but I don't know about this take. Yo, Carl, did you see this post? What's that one? It's like it's like, things things guys things guys do that that men and women both find like feminine traits, but they're weird. Like one of them was like eating breakfast. It was just it was like the this Twitter log of like a bunch of random twitters, and they're like, I don't trust a guy who takes naps. That shit's gay as fuck. And it's like, what? <laughs> Why is sleep what gay? If, what? what? Hold no, on. What if you don't want to be? What if you don't want to be tired? You know, like. On a Friday night, so you just take a two-hour nap. Like, what's wrong with that? Or like, or like people are like, well, that's 
cock, I suppose. Or it was like shit. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't like to, I don't like to watch. Uh, I don't like people who watch movies alone. They're gay, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, "Wow, well, welcome to me in 2006." <laughs> the one that really hits hard is what's it? It's I think it's like. Uh, I don't trust people who wear glasses. That's a feminine trait. And someone underneath is like, yo, is it gay to see? <laughs> I feel attacked. Speaking of seeing movies alone, I saw the Outcast Idlewild movie by myself and enjoyed it. Nobody talks about that movie. Okay. I, I, big, big shout out Idlewild. Okay, wait. It changed my mind about um, watching movies alone being gay. I only, I only say it because I hate musicals. And I like that movie. You hate musicals? I hate musicals. You hate musicals? Why? I, I do. I, I don't like when people spontaneously break into happy singing. It really bothers me. What about sad singing? No, it's, I don't like the spontaneity of it. Well, like, what about rock operas? Because rock, rock operas are technically musicals. Like, like Tommy? Tommy or Pink Floyd's The Wall. Quadrophenia? Quadra, well, no, no, uh, yeah, Quadrophenia counts. I thought you were mentioning uh, Operation Mindgrime or Mindcrime. Hundred motels. Oh, hundred motels. Yo, that that's a that's a movie right there. I find it hard to believe Dan Caprio doesn't like musicals. Don't like him. I think he's fucking. I think he's fucking around. I mean, to be fair, I like any of them. I mean, to, besides that one you were talking about. I mean, to be fair, I also don't like musicals because, like, a significant portion of musicals usually tend to suck. Like, uh, even the alternative musical tends to be, like, not great. Like, uh, the one that I usually point to that I'm like, I need a fucking, this is awful, is, uh, you ever see Repo the Genetic Opera? <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. No. Oh, it's awful. It is fucking atrocious. It's Matt Parker and Trey Stone. That was an early one. It was. It was. It was not Trey. And, uh, it was. Um, it was fucking. Uh, it was what's his face. It was. Um, what's his goddamn name? Oh, it's driving me nuts. Uh, the guy behind not not James Wan, the other guy who did the Saw movies. Dick Warlock. Fucking no, not Dick Warlock. Eli Roth. Not Eli Roth. Uh, it was fucking. I don't. I don't want to say Uwe Winnell. Scott Bakula. I hate. I hate you so much right now. Hold on. Let me just. Uh, Louis Winnell. Lay Winnell. Uh, he did the movie. He directed the film, and it's oh. like it's basically like Hot Topic the musical. It's so oh. edgy as fuck. Yeah, it's like a lot of big ass belt loops. It's it's edgy in the way of like it's bordering on trying to be like industrial metal, <laughs> but it's mostly like emo. So like everyone's singing like kind of like really awful, like blood on the dance floor level songs throughout the whole that Michael, thing. the Michael Jackson album or that other one. No, the 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 band with the pedophile in it. Oh, yeah, it's awful. It's bad. Well, that could have been both. <laughs> Blood on the dance. Michael floor? Jackson hashtag innocent. Thank you, Dan. I agree. <laughs> hashtag I agree. Not fans of Finding Neverland. I see. I haven't seen it. Oh, hey, no, Finding Neverland. Wait, what's that? What's that one they did with the Johnny Depp's? What? The, oh, 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 that's um. 
Is that Finding Neverland? I think that's also Finding Johnny Neverland. Depp also hashtag innocent. They moved at the same thing, those cocksuckers. How are you going to take a great picture and play about a great guy who, you know, all right, maybe he was borderline pedo. A.M. Barry's? Is that the Peter Pan? Uh, Finding Neverland with Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just looked that up. Uh, Friends with the kids. Leaving Neverland. Leaving Neverland is <laughs> what I was thinking. Leaving Neverland. Oh, there, oh yeah, there and fucking the documentaries Leaving Neverland. Yeah. Those fucking, those fucking Wade Robson. Fucking guys doing fucking choreography on MTV in the fucking 2000s. Real, real, real hung up on that uh, fucking, on that molestation. Fuck out of here. Look, I'm not saying nothing ever happened, but not with fucking Wade Robson. I mean, I know a lot of people like threw out shade where it's like, you know, you have to, you have to, I, I don't know. I feel like you know, trauma sticks with people as someone who's gone through traumatic shit. And that like molestations, probably the top of the list outside of like watching a relative die or like something on that level. That's like trauma that will live for you forever. So I'm not going to deny yeah. that shit. I'm not going to go out that way. I know there were a bunch of people that were out there being like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, they're fucking lying though. They're lying through their teeth. One of the guys I believe, I think, what's it? The other guy, the Sean dude, that might be a little bit more suspicious. Yeah, uh, AC Slater, his name. AC Slater. What the fuck was that guy? He had a fucking weird name. That guy, Sean fucking. What the fuck was his name? <laughs> I just remembered. Speaking of AC Slater, I remember my brother and I used to watch Saved by the Bell, and my mom would make fun of both of us. She's like, "This is so corny. Why do you guys watch this shit?" <laughs> I'm like mom, shut up. Say by the bells on. Yo, Dan, you ever so it's, see? Uh, it's the episode. It's the episode where she's hopped up on caffeine pills. Oh my god! I was just about to reference that. What a weird <laughs> god! When you're watching that as a kid, you're like, I, I, I drank like ten sodas. I never got this fucked up. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Getting back to uh, I, when I went to that Christian music festival, I drank at least like 12 to 16 Mountain Dews in one night. I don't think I have any sperm cells left at this point. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, Mountain you can really Deuce? OD. You, you, can, you can OD on caffeine and rock hard. Carl, you ever rocked really hard on caffeine? Oh, Dan, I've gone to the fucking limit on caffeine. Let me tell you. Fuck yeah. Nature's best contraceptive because we don't believe in that as Christians. Amen, man. Look, going back to what Liam said about watching a relative die, I just want to say, let's keep there. it lighthearted. So we were trying. <laughs> we were trying. We were almost there, Dan, but now nah, we got to go back to dark sided mode. All right. So I, I was drinking Joe Cola and I saw my uncle fall off the roof. <laughs> One time I was, I was playing... drinking. I was drinking four locos, you know. It was during it was in a construction zone. I was seeing my uncle Vinny, uh, 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 an out of control fucking jackhammer went through half his body. Uh, he died in the ambulance. What was with like 1940s thrillers and the whole like climactic event for most of these like characters was that their sibling died in a tragic, stupid accident when they were children, like spellbound. Like, the kids were trying to jump over the rooftops, and one of them fell off and landed on a fence. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life almost had a near-death experience when these kids were sliding into a fucking thin pond. Hell yeah. Pretty, like, I think, honestly, Liam, I've thought about this. I 
think fucking kids back then were just fucking stunned. <laughs> Well, bringing it up to kind of like more modern times, I used, I remember playing in an alleyway with my friends. There was broken glass everywhere. I mean, we, we were all right. Yeah, but broken glass is different from like, yeah, let's jump between rooftops and see if like, oh no, let's, I, I remember what Spellbound was. Let's slide off like the stairwell of our apartment, apartment complex and jump over a spiky roof. That uh, sounds like fun. <laughs> it sounds like Spawn. Oh, it's definitely Spawn. Drink a dozen Mountain at a Christian rock festival. I fell off a wall in that alleyway, so I I want to say the danger how, quotient was up by how, me falling off the. I hit how, my head. How did you How did you fall off a wall? Why I was you laughing. on the wall? I was, Why I was were you on the wall? <laughs> we were We were taking. We were clear we playing with super soakers, and I was sitting up on this like four foot, you know, to high wall. And my friend told a joke, and I laughed really hard, and I fell back. I fell backwards, <laughs> and I couldn't catch myself. And I blacked out, like, before I hit the ground. I remember waking up and going home, and my mom's like, do we need to take you to the hospital? Do you have a concussion? It's like, I think I'm going to lay down. So I guess it's probably for the best. Oh, my God. I walk a lonely road. Maybe that explains my stand-up comedy. Dan, that explains a lot. I play stickball in his alleyway filled with broken glass. My parents oh, don't love me. <laughs> now I'm chilling in this armory next to this alley filled with broken glass. I play stickball. <laughs> one of my friends filled this super soaker reservoir up with piss, man. I'll never forget that. What a dickhead. Oh, that was a dick. It was a literal dick move. <laughs> where were you? Where was this, Dan? Trent, I'm imagining Trent. in fucking. Melrose, in right right behind Melrose know. Avenue. I'm imagining he was one of the fucking kids and like kill a mockingbird or something. Nah, I just used to break into people's houses and steal jewelry. Blue Caprio, Blue Caprio, Dan Caprio, living the rumble fish life over here. What the fuck? You a greaser or a soche? I used to sell it to old ladies at this Catholic church I was going to. Sometimes I would sell it back to the same brother. Like I used to have a necklace just like this. I know. <laughs> Eighty bucks, you old bitch. <laughs> Dan running with the 40 thieves. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is it bad that I, speaking of the Catholic Church, Carl, I don't know if uh, we, we, we're talking about Kelsey, uh, you know, she said she's, she was confirmed, but, you know, I'm just like, what, what does that word even mean, you know, like to, to most Catholics, especially in New York, Italian New York Catholics. Uh, I played doctor in, in, in a Catholic church. I feel like that's, it's some kind of unforgivable sin, but you, you know, sacrilegious we were, bastard. We were both, hey man, we were you both on the same page. Sacrilegious bastard. How could you? Me and uh, I think his name was Father Vinny. Uh, we both pulled it out at the same time <laughs> and it went on our ways. You guys played, he said, guys... Oh, hey, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, you cut too. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Caprio with the uh, uh, Catholic pedophile jokes. Almost hack, but it really happened. Oh, that's unfortunate. Really? It did. It, it, no, I did play doctor in church, though. It was with a girl my age. Oh, damn. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> Let's add this to things that fucking make you gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think oh, this man, I don't, is really don't want to play. You don't want to play. You don't want to play doctor in church. That's a little bit of a feminine trait. I don't want to fuck with that. That's like some Dennis the Menace. It's like, it's like you're taking a tabernacle. It's literal Dennis and the Menace. 
Nah, I put, I put my dick in the holy water. They had to get a whole new uh, fucking marble <laughs> marble God sink. Damn. I got one word for that, Dan. What? I got one <laughs> word for that. Sacrilegious. Hell yeah. And then I put my stack in it. And it was like, that's double sacrilegious. I'm fucking old run eight-year-old Dan. Oh, my God. Eight-year-old? <laughs> or maybe seven. God damn it, Dan. All sack. Man. Packing even then, man. You were packing heat. Yeah, I couldn't really show anybody, you though, you know? Then? you packing, Dan? Hmm? Got one of those fucking hammerheads. You Sicilian? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that. On your ethnicity? Of, of no, on from? my dick size. <laughs> your dick size? No, I, you're haven't, packing, I haven't then. measured it in a while. All right, so 5'2 is the global average, and you say you're packing. You have to be at least one full inch over the... Unless you're just girthy. Yeah, yeah we'll just say I'm seven yeah, inches uh, over the limit. All right, moving Seven on. inches over the limit? So over the limit. The limit is five. Like needed. what? Like so 12? 12? 12.2. You lying bastard. I would stand now. differently uh, during my stand-up routine if that was the case. God damn, man. What were we on anyway? <laughs> I, had we a, I had a talking point. We, we went off on a nice tangent. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We're going we're gonna to bring it all back home. Because we were just talking about stand-up comedy, so that, that's great. You know, that, that, that's a nice flow, you know? We're on a nice wavelength. Uh, before, the, while you were getting something to drink, Liam, I was talking to Carl about... Uh, now, Carl knows who Dan Ninen is. Liam, do you, have you ever heard of a, of a... And I use comedian in quotation marks in this case. Have you ever heard oh. a comedian named Dan Ninen? Oh shit! Are we on the Dan Ninen train? Yeah, I yeah. Know well, Dan I mean, uh, it's been it, no, 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 no. But it's been it, it, this subject has been beaten into the ground. But I really, I'm like, I know guys like this. I've the met fifty-seven-year-old like millennial. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, just this how he acts. Just how he like you know tries to get on shows, lies, manipulates the truth. Uh, he, he weasels his way into like any show. You know, like. Writes hate emails nonstop. Carl, how long you been doing stand up for? Started in uh, November 2018. Personal. Okay, so your two year anniversary is coming up in six. All right, so you're a year and a half in. Exactly. Damn. Yeah, we'll call it a fucking quarantine versus. <laughs> okay. So two. So two years. Uh, Liam, when, when is your when is your comedy anniversary? Uh, September actually. It was September 2018 as well. Yeah. Oh, so you guys are like around the same time frame. Yeah. All right. And may add five more years. So we all, <laughs> even in those, even in two years, man, I'm sure like Carl, give an example of a guy that fits the Dan, the Dan Ninen profile, a comedian that you met that not only should not be doing stand up comedy at all, but is a danger to the the i don't like to say scene but uh let's say the uh the comedy uh the comedy thunderdome saying a he's not only should he not be doing stand-up well dan i don't really know i, I fucking i'm not one of these uh you shouldn't be i can't go there oh, dan, i'm not going there uh, zach france uh instant name go on carl Dan, that's right. not, but but that's also not a thing though, because like you're comparing like an established comic who's a scumbag to like an open micer. Hey, don't talk about Zach France that way, man. He's got a show in he's Dubai next fuck, week. He's a shut the fuck up. I mean, if anyone, you could pull up pull up names like fucking uh, No Filter Paul, 
uh, Johnny friend Hollywood, of the friend, friend of the podcast, Mike. Uh, no, we're not going to bring up Mike. Never mind. Mike's a good lad. I love Mike. Shout out to Mike. We should have him Mike on who? the podcast. Mike Mazza. We should have him on the podcast just to talk about We should about, have Mike Mazza on. Just to have him discuss the Bam oh, Margera yeah, he's story. Got, <laughs> he's got first, first-hand experience. He has an adventure story about this topic. Yeah. It would be nuts as shit. Yo. But, uh, yeah, no, the John Hollywoods, the No Filter Pauls. Um, a few of the guy, like a few of the people that I could think of from. Well, I'm not going to let you house. rope these guys into the same thing as Dan Ninen, man. Dude, you can easily rope them into the same category as Dan Ninen, though. Especially, especially that fucking Crip Keeper weirdo, fucking Johnny Hollywood. <laughs> he just got a haircut, man. He's he's got a skullet. Uh <laughs> Those who <laughs> I love, I love it as a real hairstyle. Gar, are you a fan of the skullet? I'm a fan of Johnny Hollywood. You're a fan of- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I oh, that's a sound clip right there. I learned a lot from Jay. I learned a lot from Jay Hollywood. I learned a lot from these guys. I'm, what, I'm a what positive did you learn? Did, to have a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> from Jay Hollywood. Jay, now he's Jay Hollywood now. Yeah, my man. Smoking at Jay. <laughs> Only honestly, I try to stick to the fucking the, to the positives. Hell yeah. Uh, Dan's you, on that uh, negative. Wait, 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 Carl. You I'm never had about, you never about, had a guy, you never had anybody try to rip you off, like maybe like a producer type guy. Fucking you were never honestly, added to like a bringer show. Ben Williams gave time back to the room, and that's the only time I ever felt ripped off. Wait, who who gave ben time? Only did three out of five. But Williams, you got you know him? Ben Williams? Ben Williams? Who who'd you say? Ben Williams. ben Williams. Enemy of the podcast, Ben Williams? Yeah, enemy of the podcast. Did you not know this, Carl? An enemy? Yeah, all right. So the story goes, um, Victoria Scaplin, friend of the podcast, Victoria Scaplin, hosted her first open Who mic is that? ever. Victoria Scaplin? Uh, she related to West, uh, the, the lead singer, Puddle of Mud? D- Dan, shut up. Anyway, <laughs> friend of the podcast, Victoria Shout out, Victoria. <laughs> Shout out Victoria West. Sc- Wait, uh, Liam, plug fuck. her podcast. Just plug her uh, podcast. That'll make me feel better. What's the her po- She's not on the show. We're not going to plug her shit. Anyway, so. So, um, so Victoria's hosting her first open mic. Ben Williams goes up and Ben is, I believe, either mixed or he's just like, I think just straight African-American. But he he does this like three minute bit about how he's too white to be saying the N-word. And he goes for three minutes saying the hard R N-word for like three minutes straight at least 15 times. It's He the ran most, the light while doing it too. It's the most aw- awkward fucking situation. Danny Braff had to follow him who was high on edibles and he did the best he could. That was that was the funniest goddamn set. One of the funniest goddamn sets I, I watched. Denny Braff high on on edibles, but yeah, no. Ben Williams. He hand out magic cards with a hard R. Magic cards with a hard R. What? That sauce Mike once. <laughs> Dan Caprio's going on and on. He won't shut the fuck up. I don't now, do ben that. Ben Williams using the fucking hard R, right? Going nuts. I go, what the fuck, Danny Braff? I had never seen Danny Braff. Danny Breath handed out magic cards. 
you guys there? <laughs> handing out magic cards? Like, like he was doing a ma- magic he was doing a ma- He wasn't handing out magic to gathering cards. He was handing out is a magic <laughs> trick. I was just like, well, the magic trick. Is he going to give me a Jace the Mind Sculptor if I showed up? That would have been lit. Anyway, what? <laughs> Danny Breath, fan of a uh, friend of the podcast and fan. But yeah, no. I was thing with Breath. He's the man. I like Dan Breath. Good guy. All right, so Ben Williams goes up there and he's saying some things that are a little bit what? Dan Caprio, were you there or were you? There's a good chance I was doing, there. Didn't you go away though, and that's why she had the open mic or something? No, that wasn't the situation. I was there. I was there for the for the mic that Liam is talking about. I and and I I thought about you know like I'm like this guy's gonna come to my mic. The very next mic I had, that guy was there and he showed up like as I'm like putting everything away. Oh my I was like, God. mic's over, man. Or or the spot where. Uh, the time when fucking Richard Dweck made fun of your dead dad, and then he showed up to top it all off. Oh, that he was the late, he, and he performed that night too. So you got Richard Dweck, not not a joke, by the way. Like he dug at me for my dad passing away. There was no punchline. I got punched in this, like literal. It was a gut punch, but uh, you know, from a from a detached Richard Dweck fist. And then Ben and then Ben Williams showed up at the very end and did a set about God knows what. Oh my god, I should give some context. So so we were at uh your sauce mic, Dan. We were at your sauce Correct. mic. And Richard Dweck goes up and he's kind of This was like, November uh, let me give it let me give a the November 2019. This was this was like, you know, under a year ago. Yeah, relatively recent. And and Richard Dweck goes up and he's doing like kind of mediocre and then he does this bit about like, wouldn't it be funny if I became like Dan's stepdad? It would be fucking great. It would be like we would play. I'd force him to play catch, and he would. Uh, and it would be funny, and you know, it'd be uh, uh, yeah. And then, and then out of nowhere, he's just like, and then I'd make him go to his dad's grave and be like, like laugh at it or some shit. And, and be like, I'm your daddy now. And Dan fucking lost his shit. <laughs> Dan, I, for the next, like, hour, was the just, next like... The next three months. Was, I was took like, that shit in July. I mean, like, uh, January. <laughs> you, were, you were just, like... Like, you evolved into Super Saiyan Dan. And you just went from, like, anger mode to, like, Patrick Bateman anger. Where you're just cool, calm, collected. But I could feel someone's going to get murdered after this. This just came out of nowhere. Dweck just fucking did this, like, just without fucking warning. Just without yes. warning. Just without, without warning. warning. He just did a bit about wanting to be Dan's stepdad and then forcing Dan to go to his dad's grave. I had. I to. remember I was fucking, I was suicidal that week, and I didn't go to the sauce mic. <laughs> I was just starting to feel fucking, I started to feel all right, and I go on Facebook. I'm glad you didn't come. You would have so. definitely done the deed after seeing Rich and Ben Williams in one night. <laughs> oh my That's what I'm saying. Fucking, I Dweck posted something because he must have felt he must have felt a little like he deleted that post. I remember that post, Carl. That's what I mean. And I'm fucking. I'm thinking you guys had a good time there, (laughs) and I just I fucking shared it, going like, yeah, my fucking homies. And and then you told me the next time I saw you that Dweck fucking maybe crossed the. I totally forgot he like share like I I dissed Dweck on Facebook and he just made a share post being like, ah oh, yeah you know I felt really bad about Dan and I apologize and he just like posts that out. His apology was passive aggressive and then he deleted it. 
<laughs> how are you how are you gonna put an insincere thing up and then be like, you know what, this isn't insincere enough. I'm gonna delete this. <laughs> but that wasn't the night, that wasn't the fucking night in question with uh my man Benny Williams. That wasn't this the same night where this it isn't the, the same night, no. This is not the same I night like how we, the I like how we have to differentiate between terrible Ben Williams nights and Richard Dweck nights. <laughs> They're overlapping. <laughs> I only ever saw Ben Williams fucking slay. <laughs> that's why I'm always. Are we talking confused. about? We can't be talking about the same no. Ben Williams. Ben Williams is tra- all right. For those who are listening to the podcast, for those who have who don't know who the fuck Ben Williams is, Ben Williams is this like not let not to be rude, uh, functionally autistic boy, allegedly who rides a bike into the into our mic. He goes, he rides a bike Not literally, he, he rides it there. He doesn't ride it into the open mic. And he, I've seen him ride it into the open mic. It's hysterical. Anyway. <laughs> Is that part he, of his routine? He, he, like, he would show up at the Brighton bar, ride his bike. He'd bring his bike into the bar. And I'm what like, is he, bro, fucking what? Jerry, what is he, Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so he, so he brings the bike in and then he goes up and his whole bit's about working at Domino's where he's just like. Yeah, so uh, I I work at Domino's and uh, it's uh it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting thing that uh that I work at that I work at Domino's. You know? I fucking haven't seen Ben Williams in forever. That's fucking spot on. I love Ben Williams. He does the one about the cats. Yeah, he doesn't slay. That's none of this slays. <laughs> he never slays though. He just he kind of just like does his thing and people are like, all right, yeah, sure, and then bounces. Leaves him fucking memorable. The worst audience member possible. Just doesn't give a shit about the no, mic. Th- no, that's that's uh fuckface uh Oliver uh Hulkamania. That's the no, nah, he's, he's a better he's a better No, he'll, he's not he'll fight he'll fight other audience members and I, that's I got into a fucking <laughs> that's entertaining face... to me. Yo, I got into a Facebook fight recently with uh Oliver, um a fucking forever enemy of the podcast, Oliver. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, All right, Liam, Liam, wait a minute, wait a minute. Dan Ninen or Oliver? You I'd rather be one. around Dan Ninen. You would book Dan Ninen for a show would, instead of Oliver. I would book – okay, first off, Dan Ninen's an actual comic and not a heckling kiss-ass fuckface who, like, <laughs> trolls people and thinks that's funny. I, I don't remember reading that on his bio off his website. Well, Dan Ninen. Shout out to Oliver. Shout out to I, Oliver. No shout out to Oliver. Take back the shout out. Yeah. Fuck Oliver. I, not, no. Oliver Twist. Anyway, uh, I, anyway. Oliver the cat or something. Come on. Um, but yeah, no. Dan Ninen's an actual comic. And for those who don't know who Dan Allegedly. Ninen is, uh, Dan Ninen's this guy. He's like what, like fifty-seven, and his he's, whole bit. No, he's whole, older than that now. And his whole bit's like he's the millennial comic. Oh, I do funny millennial memes, and it's like clean, dude, you're totally like, clean. Like, dude, you're like sixty-two. You're not a millennial. <laughs> and apparently, he started feuds with like everyone in comedy, like Mark Maron. He started a feud with like he Nick said, Mullen. Fuck- that's where that's where I heard for the on the Comtown podcast. I think that's that's got to be where I heard about it first. Fucking marketing genius, this guy. <laughs> where he just like bullies comics to be like, come on my show. <laughs> Let me put you, put me on your show, you piece of shit. I'll fucking kill that'll you. That'll only that only work for so long though. That that only that that is an expiration date. So you're booking this guy Strick Ninen? 
over fucking hours? I would book because because Dan Ninen's an actual comic. Strict, strict like, Ninen. Strict Ninen. <laughs> look, look, Dan Ninen might have the Oh my god, I'm not making that. Uh, yeah, I'll make that joke. Dan Ninen may have the delivery of Jessalemo, Carl, but I would rather have Dan Ninen, an actual comic, than a heckling fuckface who gave me bronchitis. I don't know about you, but allegedly. Yeah, that's right. You got sick, right? I remember you posted about that. this motherfucker. He like goes to an open mic. This fuckface Oliver. Yeah, this is gonna be a shoot. I don't because fuck this guy. He goes to an open mic. He's part of the bit. <laughs> His starting joke, joke, quote unquote, is <laughs> his starting joke, quote, big air quotes, is I I have uh I have bronchitis. And and Tiz, who's hosting the mic, is like, oh, you should distance yourself from the mic. Please do not eat the mic. And he fucking licks the mic. Like he just fucking like fucking diglet licks that goddamn mic he fucking just he basically swallows the mic and he then licked that I, mic I'm like li- like rich licks wrestler ice cream bars yeah and then fucking he went i think eric niddle followed him then i had to follow eric niddle or something i did my set and then after that mic for like a month i was hacking up phlegm so oliver Fuck you. Wait a second. Okay. We'll just say this. Liam, I don't want to get fucking bronchial either. Um, <laughs> all right. So, State Nine gave you fucking herpes. Herpes. What do you book? I mean, it sounds like a personal beef here. As in, say you don't get bronchitis. Do you just go, oh, Oliver's just trolling? Yeah, Liam, what if it's part of his act? What if Oliver is, is an avant garde? Uh avant-garde kind of guy what would you what would you say liam now that your microphone's turned back on um thanks for putting me on the spot dan uh what about all avant-garde i would call oliver's act avant-garde um i just call him a piece of shit but uh to each their own i won't i won't saw him at fucking laughing hell hotel him and danny braff went back and forth for like 14 minutes weird gaps of silence about a fucking chicken wing and at one point it fell on the floor <laughs> you don't say what are we doing should we do, something? should we do something what are we doing what are we doing and dan braff like walked away it was one of the weirdest exchanges i've ever seen ever like literally no one i didn't know that oliver gives people bronchitis yeah i missed the worst <laughs> parts of the laughing out because because the guy fucking just like he's a piece of shit He's just a bit like, here's a guy uh, to explain for the people listening at home. Oliver uh, has a veteran comedian. He's not a vet. He's he's one of these guys. He's like a heckler who thinks he's a comic because he goes up. But his whole thing is he shows up to Mike's and he purposely heckles people while they're doing their set and then says, well, I'm just trying to make them be better comics. And it's like, no, you're just being a cunt like you're being a douchebag and then uh we've had several friends of the podcast like straight up almost fight this guy several. so so like yeah like this guy would be like the, in the, num- middle of- the number is inc- it, as the years go on that number will only increase like like fucking chaz had shit with him 
Uh, Dan Farley. Well, infamously Dan Farley. I've had shit with the guy. I think Don Harris might have as well. A very good friend of the podcast, Don Harris. Hilarious guy. Uh, You, Liam, you've had beef. Um, I have at one point. I'm not going to lie. Tiz. Guy's a piece of sh- no, no, no. Because Tiz has given him a fucking pass. Like Tiz has been like, well, you know, like, because the other thing too is that like he had like a car accident that caused like severe brain damage in his head. So people are like, allegedly, well, uh, yeah. So big allegedly, like, oh yeah, you know, like the guy fucking the guy kind of just sort of you know, it's it's whatever. It just it's his brain thing. He's not actually trying to be. A he was dry- well, What was that car you were talking about in the beginning, Liam? <laughs> The one with the radioactive door handles. Oh, he drives a Prius. He, he was probably... driving a he was driving a Prius, and then he he went on the New Jersey Turnpike and hit a gas truck. Oh yeah, come full circle. It's just like fucking. Uh, it was like it was straight out of like uh, the dead zone. He woke up and he's like, I must do stand up comedy. And whenever he shakes my hand, I get like weird memories of like somebody in a burning house. Oh my god! Imagine John from the Dead Zone was Johnny Hollywood. Oh. I'd pray for I'd pray for to get shot with that uh, that rifle at the end. It was an open mic at one time. <laughs> oh, instead, <laughs> instead, of a, instead of him shooting a center at the end, he shoots a guy in an open mic. <laughs> 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 he shoots me at the sauce mic. Ah, oh, damn! I had great times at the fucking sauce mic, though. I know what you mean. Like I, I've sensed it a little bit with Oliver that he break, like he gets under people's fucking skin and shit. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I fucking bronchitis—that's another story. I, I think, again, it's it's whatever. If somebody gave me fucking bronchitis, I'd have a <laughs> so fucking it's whatever. But yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Carl, I like the okay. fact that you're, you know, like it's, it's you're that in that innocent uh, phase where you haven't been, you know, like people haven't tried to take advantage of you in comedy yet. You know, like you haven't dealt with like, you know, vi- the, on the violence side, really. Uh, like I'm talking like, you know, like every other person I, you know, meet at open mics is getting in a fucking fist fights. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like you haven't been ripped off yet. Uh, only, uh, only emotionally. Emotionally. Oh, well, I mean, off. you, you could, you could fill that void with Corona or, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't know, dabs. What do you mean, though? Like, ripped off? Joe like, Cola. Really, like, no, no. Like, I mean, friend friend of the podcast who also has multiple podcasts and and an old school podcast uh, that I was on uh, years ago. Uh, Elazar Guzman has a very tragic story about um, it involves Bam Margera and uh, going uh, going on tour and um, a lot of money being lost. I would love to have Elazar on the on the podcast for like two two times. One to just actually have a podcast episode, and another one to just sit down and get the story of that Bam Margera tour because that's the most interesting fucking thing on the face of the planet. He already did that on the Pizza Boys. Well, he already did it on the Pizza. Well, no, 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 no. He gave he gave like a bare bones thing, but he doesn't give like the other half of that. I want that whole fucking pie. With the mm. whole fucking thing. Extra hot. I'll tape. tell you what, if I'm getting fucking ripped off by fucking Bam Margera and whoever the fuck, I fucking want Oliver. It's like six foot six. I will say this about Oliver, uh, enemy to Liam, but um, I'm going to say he, he put me on it. He, he was a man of his word. He put me on a show that he produced 
and he paid me for it. Not only that, there's video of that somewhere, and I had a great one of the best uh, sets I had in months. I wasn't frightened, friends. That was around the same time, though. Uh, I no, no, that but that was, that, that was that was South Jersey. That was around the same time. Is that South Jersey, or did you go? Was it like New Brunswick? That was New Brunswick. That was the that was the Elks Lodge. That was right next to the Sauce Mike. The uh, the Trump affiliates of America in New Brunswick. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, happy 40th anniversary to The Shining. The interior of the Elks Lodge always reminds me of The Shining. <laughs> Fair. Fuck Kubert. Oh, damn. oh, that's that's a controversial statement. All right. Oh, we're, we're, we'd like to thank our guest, uh, Carl Callen, for being on the podcast, guys. This has been uh, <laughs> foul house, mates. <laughs> no, no. Oh, look, uh, no, no, fucking Liam has personal beef and us, whatever. As in, like, Oliver, Liam will go, I respect his work, but personal. You don't like Stanley Kubrick, uh, Carl? <laughs> I don't like that he fucking didn't give my cousin Kenny a picture when we met him. What did you meet him? Kenny? I guess this was pre-99. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pre-99. Yeah. Fucking Ke cousin Kenny runs up to him. Mr. Kubrick, I'm a huge fan. Because we love him, Dan. Right. I respect his work. I didn't give my cousin Kenny a picture. Not even when he told him Barry Lyndon changed his life? Shouldn't have called him a Jew prick. Shouldn't have called Kubrick a Jew prick. Oh, I thought Kubrick called your cousin a Jew prick. That would have been hilarious. He's like, hey, my cousin ain't even Jewish, bastard. Only Kubrick called my little cousin with his crucifix. Jew prick. Did this really happen? Get out of here, Was this on the set of Eyes Wide Shut? Oh, my God, that orgy. Speaking of... Orgy is like my comedy career, the sauce mic. Ooh. I've had great times at fucking sauce mic. Oh, thank you, Carl. That's like, yeah, fair enough. Fair point. It, it gets a little weird there. I don't know. I, th I, I think the sauce mic gets like, like very Jerry Springer weird. And then fucking Reggie's mic, which is like every other two weeks, friend of the podcast, Reggie, Reggie Parker and New uh, Brunswick little... open mic. And uh, and our good and our good friend Dan Farley, they uh, uh, mostly Reggie Parker, but they both the Colonel Mastodon Power Hour, great people. Yeah, uh, that's a fucking party and a half every time that happens. That's a good ass mic. What is the difference in the culture there? Free alcohol Caprio and non-free alcohol. Caprio does, Caprio does more of like an underground. Like, uh, not supposed to have a party. We're learning at the sauce mic material. I love that about Sauce Mike. I don't show up with bullshit. I go sporadic because I respect Dan's word. Because you come with new material. I like I love that you remember that, Carl, because a lot of people do remember. A lot of people don't remember. I have to keep, you know, that's why I make an announcement in the beginning. You know, it's like this This mic in particular is to do new material, you know? And, and don't shy away from it. So what you're saying is your mic promotes people doing the same set every five months, right? right I Dan? do not promote, no. <laughs> I don't know who you're referring to, Every, but uh, everyone shows up and does the same material like all the time. It's the most boring experience ever. Who is everyone? <laughs> no one wants to be around it. It's the dumbest. You no, I won't have my mic that has been inoper inoperable in months uh, slandered by my own co-host. I won't have it. My guy Liam's going after the fucking look, sauce. Look, look, look. Oh did uh, did did the show. sauce? Did the sauce Mike supply me with free beer? No. It's not supposed to. Yeah, but it should. It <laughs> got, if you were still drinking, Dan, we'd it got drinking. it got you laid. 
What? The sauce mic? Well, I, I mean, allegedly. Uh, the sauce mic didn't get me laid. It didn't get oh, me well, laid either, and that really pisses me off. Oh, shut up, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it time. Uh, no, uh, oh, Carl, Carl uh, we have to bring this up because this was um, this was a great idea, and it was brought up while you were a guest of Dan Farley's uh, live video uh, podcast, which he's been doing. I thought he takes breaks on the weekend. He's been doing it every single day, man. Props to Dan Farley from like, like 8 till God. 10 or 11. Yeah, man. Just uh, him, it, it, When Reggie can't do it, Dan runs it solo, and uh, God damn, man, he's, he's at it. Uh, but... While Carl was a guest on Dan's show and and Reggie, um, uh, there there was a, uh, a heated debate over who had better sauce, myself or Carl, and it was uh, it was brought up that we should have a, a sauce off, three different kinds of sauces, head to head, and tied into uh, an open mic, and the loser has to produce, you know, put AKA put the money up and and find a place. And you know, put people on it has to produce a roast show of the winner, which I thought that's that's a great idea. That sounds pretty fun. Everybody wins. There, no one, no one loses. There's comedy. There's six different kinds of sauce, and there's a comedy show birthed from this. It's a victory for me too. Because everyone tries their uh, everyone tries their their yeah, sauces, my guy. Yeah, like, and, and and like let's say down. let's say I lose, I produce the roast of Carl Callen part two. Oh shit! Fantastic. I'm like, wait, so shit, I might lose. lose on purpose. <laughs> hey, but so if I lose, I produce the roast of Dan Caprio, which you've talked about. Oh man! All right, I'm a flub. I'm a flub. My vodka sauce. I hope that. Oh, fucking, I thought you were drinking I'm straight hoping- vodka at this point. I'm like, please don't do that. <laughs> I'm hoping you take me to one, Dan, because then we'll do the fucking roast of Dan Caprio. Fucking co-op. I would be down for the roast of Dan Caprio any day. I don't want to. I don't want to have it at the co-op. I don't want. I, I mean, I love, I love the co-op, but we gotta we gotta do it in like some kind of venue. A venue, a ven, a venue, venue well, like with, with seats bar? and we we could do it there. But I mean, there's been multiple roasts there already. I I'm not against it, but. You know, like I've uh, I remember performing in a um, in a theater in Bordentown and I'm thinking, like, how much it would cost to just have it for the for the night. I'm down for that. Like See, they, they don't have full like they don't do things every single day of the week. I mean, there's weeks where it is book solid. But during the summertime, I mean, you got open dates. And Dan Farley, and Dan, like, uh, Dan and uh, Dan and Reggie rented a theater out and they got it sponsored by a beer company. Uh, that was awesome. So I'm I'm saying, you know, it is possible. And and the allure of going to like a theater theater, it's like it makes it seem, you know, like it's like, oh shit, this is like, you know, it's like a marquee type uh hey, we're going out tonight, toots. Put on your best coat. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, fucking Put on your best coat I, and hat. I would say fucking I would say fucking like two river. They're fucking. They're in with the schools and stuff. They might fucking come across some of our back catalog, Dan, and just go, "No, we could go there with a million dollars." More into the Shakespeare. I don't have shit, that kind of budget. Like, yeah, like a fucking, to, like to, a fucking theater. Rivers. 
Yeah, you're not wrong. What about like a fucking, what about like an Elks Lodge or something? You perform at one of those. There's like, one right down like? there. There's two right down the street from where I live, always with signs outside. I have the phone number for at least one of them. I, I remember saving that for something like this. All right, so Foul House Mates exclusive. And we're going to book a fucking lodge. No, wait, we do the sauce off. We got to do the, the sauce off first, yeah. Sauce off at sauce the co-op and then see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, because if I lose, we'll I, it, it's the roast of Carl Count. Part two. two. Part two. Part Electric 2.0. Electric Boogaloo. Master Ben Williams. Oh <laughs> Dude, if you do it, I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> I, will no, no, no. I won't look at you. No, no. Have Timmy be the host, Roastmaster. I will yeah, throw, <laughs> I will throw metal Timmy. at the stage. Literal metal. And be like, work with that. Or I, I'm sorry, I'll throw iron at the stage. <laughs> like bricks? I'll throw an iron. No, and a fucking iron with an ironing board. Oh my god. That sounds that sounds lethal, bro. I just gotta fucking so remind myself. Uh, hosting the entire thing, Roastmaster Timmy. What do you? Sounds not like a like fucking Timmy? South Park episode. No, not like the legend himself, Timmy. No, even the picture. I didn't even up, see video of this guy. Went up with a rope tied it around Richard Dweck's body and says, ah, "I didn't know it was that kind of roast." Unbelievable, man! I fucking heard you guys talking about that. You hey, were there, like, on your show the one day. That's what I'm saying. Liam's fucking talking about it, and I'm like, I do not fucking recall. <laughs> the beginning of the entire the show? Up, I could not stop thinking about, like, who the fuck is Timmy Morris Lady? Drex, like, we're having a roast. It's going to be my best friend, Timmy fucking. And I'm like, wow, I can't fucking. I fucking have no recollection. I think it might be because I strained my MCL the day after Drex roast. I have, like, zero recollection. I was fucking drunk. I don't fucking remember. You kind of have to be for that one. <laughs> the Dweck if you're going in there, having a good time. If you're going in there sober, you're doing time. yourself a disservice. Caprio wasn't there. That's the only downside. So yeah, I mean, I'm really I glad. Good time on <laughs> I I technically could have skyped in. I'm glad I didn't. It would have been. It I remember. Uh, I remember. Why didn't you do that? I remember. No, 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 no. That's. Once I don't. I was like, "Oh, Caprio's probably gonna fucking pop in somehow," and you never fucking. I don't Skype with anybody. I don't like looking at people on another side of a screen. That always like even even when that technology like first 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 came out, like video phones and shit like that. I'm like, that's cool, that's really awesome, but I don't want to do that. I like phone calls. If I have to talk to somebody on the phone, I don't want to see them. That's that's the purpose of the phone call. Then if I got to say something really important, I'll wait till it's face to face. Like insulting Rich. I'm not going to do it via phone. I'm going to do it where I can like, you know, where he can smell me on stage. And I could definitely Never smell him. What was that? Don't ever text you act like a quick fuck you. No, because he'll write back a book afterwards. I, I told him, I'm like, send me your bio. He sent me a 16-page script. What a hero. I, I disagree on that. No, no, he Dweck eats heroes. Writes. He's not a hero. He's. I, I, I can tell. I know that Dweck does not write scripts from personal experience. No, he gets scripts written for high blood pressure. <laughs> he, gets, he gets his friend to write in the scripture. The book of Timothy. He starts reading the Torah, but it's just it's just like a nickname for a gigantic bagel with like three types of cream cheese on it. <laughs> Thou shalt be weird. Oh, no. Thou shalt be. That's the first one. 
Uh, thou number one, wait. Uh, thou shalt be weird, you know? Thou shalt not covet thou shalt not covet thy thy other comedian set list. Even I'm telling you, man. Oh man, dude, just like riding Carl, I don't know if you've been noticing, man, but there's been a lot of dick riding going on, especially, especially, and I, I mean, I understand it to a point, but the whole Michael Jordan, like, we get it. Dude, you could have been like in 1993, okay, he's the best ever, and the fuck, he could have never played another game after that. You're right. And the fuck, why are we still talking about this? Are we talking about Last Dance? Anything involved, like, Are we dude, I love, the last Sp- I, I love Space Jam. Why bring it? <laughs> I don't bring like, it up again. Well, well, no, I don't like Space Jam, but I like The Last Dance. The Last Dance was a pretty good documentary. Um, what I don't like is Why? that people. It was pretty good. It was. It showed that like Michael Jordan was kind of a piece of shit. It made Michael. We kind know. Of- we know. We knew in 1993 when when shorts were above the knee by law. We know. <laughs> what we knew that Michael Jordan was a piece of shit. I didn't. Yeah, dude, I knew Michael Jordan was a piece of, when he used to have hair. I I don't I don't I don't think I think you're just jumping on this train, Dan. I don't think you what actually, train, dude. No, the, the train the, that the people train... hated. Fucking Michael Jordan forever. It's like that's I like don't... OG LeBron. <laughs> Please don't get me wrong. I don't hate Michael Jordan. I just don't like erupt. We get it, man. Dude, and this like argument about like who's the best? What what is it? What is it like? What do you get by like winning air quotes that argument? You're like ready to fight your friend over like stats involving two plays. I've had I've had friends like that, man. I had to like be like, yo, man, I can't talk to you guys like when you're talking about this shit. I had a friend, dude. I I've had multiple friends that they like the same team, but they have a difference of opinion on one player. My friend was ready to leave the house and go to my friend's house and fight him. That other person has children at that other house. What I would mean, that? What would they, what would you gain? I don't know. I just I just feel as though fucking MJ was legitimately probably the greatest player of all time. Like if it wasn't we know. him, then well, I I'm mean, like if it not, wasn't him, let me if it let wasn't me give him, 1993. Who, who was it, hmm? Dan? Was it was it fucking uh, Magic Johnson? Was it fucking Larry Bird? Because they were like number two and number three. Shaq and love Christian Leitner. Christian, yeah, what about Leitner? <laughs> you know, I love how Christian Leitner was like the legendary douchebag of college basketball and then when he became an nba player he got fucking jabronied out super hard what about greg ostertag what about fucking legend rick smith <laughs> what about richard dweck we're like changing sports now Mirasan. Right, no i agree with you know. the best. what about you bowl you a bowl Another fucking documentary about, Tank about my- what about MJ's what about Sean um Sean Bradley? <laughs> what about what about yeah, how many Kimo? how many seven some football players can we name? What about who? What about Chemo, the fucking uh, MMA fighter? Chemo. Oh, I thought you were talking about like a cancer treatment. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, originally, man? originally I said, what about Tank Abbott, and that got like no reaction. <laughs> 
I thought for a second you were just like saying Dikembe Mutombo. Dikembe Mutombo was legit. Dikembe Mutombo. He was. He was a legit basketballer. Two-time NBA champ, Dikembe Mutombo. Dikembe Mutombo. I agree with fucking. I agree with Dan 100 percent though, fucking, because with the M, with the Jordan thing, and he's a fucking. What made him a piece of shit? A lot of it, I think, is the fucking gambler's mentality and a fucking obsessive like fucking perfectionist and the having to win and shit. Oh, the I reason was, why I don't understand that. I thought it was the big ass pants that he wears. Still, I I, <laughs> I didn't know that you were gonna go with that opinion, Carl. Those Carl jeans are pretty fucking had, big, man. I, I like how Carl actually has a reason to hate MJ, and then you're just like, yeah, and those fucking pants. <laughs> if I could pick any reason, I'd pick pants. I would pick pants over everything. Those pants are dog. Dan, are you a basketball fan, Dan? Oh, Michael Jordan has a bad gambling problem. Yo, dude, have you seen his belt size versus like leg size? It's probably pretty bad. Carl, your thoughts? Carl, what's the biggest pair of pants you ever had? Uh, forty-four, forty-two. You had, you had a you had a you had a forty-four waist pants. Dan, I, for a while there, I blew up. Carl, were you a were you a big fan of Limp Biscuit at that at that point in your life? <laughs> Diamond selling recording artist Limp Biscuit. We talked about this with, with Kelsey. See, Kelsey Arvolk doesn't appreciate good. I was just listening to Limp Biscuit yesterday. Uh, Gold Cobra. I don't know if you're familiar with. Wait it, Carl. a second. Wait a second. Kelsey loves Limp Biscuit. No, she said she only knew the song Rollin', and I told her that my mom used to oh, sing that to me in the car, and I used to stick my head out the window because I didn't like I didn't like that song, and I didn't like my mom singing the song even more to my face. Uh, and my older and brother, my older brother dropped me off at the seventh grade dance. He was playing Rollin' by Limp Biscuit, a '97 Pathfinder. He he died listening to Limp Biscuit. Oh, he pulled. He dropped me off at the seventh grade dance. Oh, safely. He didn't. He didn't roll his car. No. Oh, it's thank God. Yeah, we love Limp Bizkit. Kelsey Q loves Limp Bizkit. Oh, Kelsey good. Q, her favorite, favorite fucking thing. You guys know that song he did on the Corn album? Where he does the rap battle with fucking uh, Jonathan Davis. I don't remember that. One. The only thing you're rocking is halitosis. Guys, know that one or no? Mm, what album is that? Know, know. You know the one where it starts like real late, like the numbers start late. That corn album. I don't think it's the one with the fucking kid on the swing. It might be Freak on a Leash. Is follow the Isn't that like Freak on a Leash starts on like track fourteen or something? Uh, yo, yeah, 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 you are, yes, it. yeah, because they had they had that thing where they don't want to have thirteen. 13 numbered songs on their album so they started yeah they, they messed up the uh, track listing it calls right yeah so it's fucking weird so it's like track like 25 or something yes yes fucking fred first on there and they go back and forth and have a fucking jonathan davis has some of the greatest lines ever i he really doubt that fat- oh fuck i that. highly doubt that comes out of nowhere. you think about it at the time and stuff political correctness wise and all the things that have fucking happened here and now, like Jonathan Davis, you don't think of him. Nobody fucking does a smear campaign on Jonathan Davis. He goes, listen to this song where you're just going, you fucking faggot. Jonathan Davis is out of his fucking mind. <laughs> well, that was the name of the song. Oh, I can't think of the name of the song. The song was called <laughs> Faggot. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, believe it was spelled wrong. We're gonna we're gonna get canceled, guys. <laughs> no, I, it, look the song up. Corn is gonna get canceled. 
corn got canceled with corn a K. Corn capital K. They just call you 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 say that in jest. They just had to cancel the corn faith no more helmet, and uh, I forgot the other band that was on it. Uh, that was a that was a pretty. I I was thinking about going to that tour. Canceled the whole thing. I can. LCQ, show me on the phone. The song is called All in the Family. Oh, now I'm right. Yes, yes, I do. I think Ice Cube was on that song. That song's amazing. Evan Davis has some of the greatest battle bars of all time. I still don't agree with that, I, but you I, are correct. That, I feel I like that's straight hyperbole. Like, Jonathan Davis is not known. Like, he's not fucking, he never had a fucking thing language-wise. Right? Like, like Liam's saying, we're going to get canceled, like, at one time. But that's, what's that, the fucking early 2000s? That was just a fucking, that was just a fucking, a great fucking novelty. It was like, fuck, it was like fucking Yellow Submarine to my generation. I don't like that take. I'm That's a pretty rough take, I'll, I will be honest. I will take Dan's side. How is it a rough take? Look, as someone who used to be a huge corn fan, uh, no. <laughs> no. Jonathan, Jonathan Davis, I think as a beatboxer, Sure, he's got he's got names, he's got bars, but like anything beyond that, no, no. He definitely fucking outraps fucking Fred Durst on that. Uh, song. Uh, well, I mean, everyone outraps Fred Durst. Like fucking look as a huge uh, as a huge uh, John Lennon and uh, fucking uh, Ringo Starr fan. I will say the fact that we're even talking about Yellow Submarine in relation to Corn really uh, grinds my gears. I get Steve Post on the phone. We're gonna find out what's the better song. Oh, submarine or all in the family by Queen. I'll make a poll tonight. Oh, Liam, by the way, my my latest poll, I have a uh, best best metal band of all time, bro. Uh Motorhead up against Trap. Trap's winning. Tra- what? In fact, Motorhead has no votes. That's that's depressing. I think most people My are ex-girlfriend like... voted for Trapped. <laughs> what a bunch of fucking troglodytes. I <laughs> hate a, them all. I know she's a motor. I know she's a Motorhead fan, so I think she did it uh, to be a, a little sauce, a little saucy. That's a that's fucking depressing as shit, man. I'm heartbroken. Trapped, uh, trapped in the lead, man. Trapped's having a, not a good. Uh, Carl, are you familiar with the band uh, Trapped with a T at the end? Just honestly, listening to the Foul Housemates podcast, I learned a little bit about Trapped. Oh, not good. a huge fan though. Because Liam said they had one hit. They have more than one hit. Liam, I was they listening have to one a Still hit. Frame. They have still only frame, one hit. No, no, I remember that other song, and I really wish I could forget it now. Still hey, Liam. What up? My guy, my guy. You say you used to be a corn fan. Yeah. Now, is that just fucking, is that just the nature of the beast, as in you were a certain age, you kind of fell out of touch with them? Or was there something, like, demonstrative that you would go, I'm, done, I'm fucking done with corn? Or they change their style up. Like, what is the corn that you love? Like, what was the corn that you liked before you dropped? I will. I will put it here. Uh, I around the time of here to stay was about the peak of where I was like, all right, yeah, this is this is this is lit. I still dig corn. Corn is that for song the rocks. Yeah, here to that stay. Song, uh, it was not it allegedly. Was, it it was on the Jason X soundtrack. Anyway, uh, so oh, oh, oh no, we won't we won't be talking about that soundtrack <laughs> or film. No, we won't. It, it was on the Jason. Is that one Jason is in space. That is the one where Jason is in space. Yes, <laughs> that's <is> right. <sighs> yes, that's the one. The, I honestly, Dan, like that film's not that bad. Like it's, it's campy. Uh, no, it, mm, no, it's cheesy as fuck. It's campy as hell. It's not that bad. 
No, it's, it's not bad. that bad. I it's as bad. a as a Friday the Thirteenth nerd, it's not that bad. As a it's, fellow mm, Friday the Thirteenth aficionado, I refuse to use the word. Nerd. I will. <laughs> I will make. I will make the argument that uh, Jason Goes to Hell is probably the worst one. I'll put that near the top as well. That movie, uh, and I that was the only Friday the Thirteenth movie that was released. Like when I was like, I mean. I'm not I'm, fucking I'm going to date myself on this one, but that's the only one like when I was in like elementary school, that movie was a huge fucking deal because people knew already about the ending of that movie. So everybody was fucking psyched for it. And then years later, I never saw it when I was a kid, but like years later, when I finally watched it, I'm like, this is this has got maybe three minutes worth of watching in the entire movie. Well, yeah, it's the beginning where they blow up Jason, and then yes. it's the last, it's like the last, what, like five minutes? Minute. I would say one minute. No, the, the last frame. The last frame where Jason's the last mask second. is <laughs> And that's the whole movie, because then the rest of it's like fucking, it's like a parasite film. Yeah. Like a, a slug. It's basically Night of the Creep, but with one fucking creature. Jason. What's like your guys like? What's like? What would you say is a good Friday the Thirteenth? Like, what's like a top three four. gut instinct? Like? Seven is final underrated. chapter. Four, yeah, four is my favorite. Four yeah. is my favorite. Four is yep. the best one. Which one is? The, which one is the telekinesis? That's shit? seven. That's seven. <laughs> That's seven. Seven. Okay. Seven. No, that like might be. Wait, that is seven. Yeah. Yeah. Se- seven is actually really interesting because seven, uh, after six, the MPAA came really hard on like slasher movies. So oh, yeah. seven is notoriously edited down, edited down, and it's fucking like all of the the death scenes are just like they're cartoonish as shit, and they're like like bare minimum you see anything because the MPAA was on the brink of giving it an an NC seventeen as opposed to an R, so they had to cut like I think it was like fifteen minutes. Of just the Holy death shit. scenes, like fifteen minutes out of the movie, and and unfortunately, from what I understand, uh, all of that footage is lost. So I like saw some of that footage. They can't even like the only things that exist are like the original print. And yeah, it looks like shit. It looks dog shit. Like they can't even do like a re-release. They can't even do like it's just all gone. It's all gone. It's all because thanks, the MPAA. MPAA. Thanks, thanks a lot, Tipper Gore. Oh my God, man, what a fuck, what a bunch of bullshit. I'd say that to a I'm like, what a bunch of bullshit, lady. Thanks for nothing. Fucking PMRC. Fucking PMRC, Dan. Fuck, the, fuck the PMRC, man. I always, dude, censorship in music, man. I always had a problem with that, and I understand. It's like, okay, you're a music uh, retailer. You don't. You do not have to uh, stock that uh, if you want. But, like, se- the, the idea of censoring music when it's not, like, you know, like, to be played on the radio, again, with st- standards of practices already in place, which which already are, are fucking ridiculous. Uh, you know, you, you edit... Uh, to hear sometimes, like, an edited version of an album versus the actual... It's like you're literally listening to two different albums sometimes. And it's it's, it's pointless. And some of those like like late '90s, early 2000s edited censored albums are some Puff of the Daddy most, and the Family are some of the most cringy fucking things on the face of the planet. Like they replace "fuck" with like "I want a friend" with Dahoody, and I'm like, oh god, that's trash. 
or they just like cut out noise completely. Like it's just a, it's just like a silent track for like 30 seconds and it, or like fucking like a mil, like, like five seconds or so. And it's, there's no point to it. And it's all because like Uber Christians wanted to fucking like just control our music industry. But Carl, um, you big fan of censorship in society and music? I, honestly, Dan, not at all. I'll tell you what. I think that, like, in some regards, like, you can't, like, I think you notice it with, like, TV sometimes. That there's, like, weird things that, like, because of, like, trying to get around censorship loopholes, quotable things come out of shows because they can't say what they want to say. That's, like, a weird phenomenon where you go, well, if there's no censorship, what is the fucking sitcoms that we all love? We're all dancing around fucking... Most of it is nothing but dog shit. What you don't like the term bazinga, Dan? Are you not a for fan? For every of- good, for every good sitcom, there's twenty that are unwatchably bad. Oh yeah. Okay, but there are some that are watchable. I agree. That's exactly that's what I'm talking about. Is that they fucking dance around? They can't say jerk off on Seinfeld. One of the most quotable, and I'm not saying what you think is good or what's bad, but just what's quotable and what. That's a weird phenomenon. But overall, censorship? No, not at all. Not at all. I think honestly, fucking rap music is it fucking. I, I'm not wanting to be on a fucking some kind of racial tip. Look at fucking rap music and how much they were censored. I look back at fucking Eminem flipping out on fucking the insult, the fucking the comic dog with the guy triumph, in his face. Yeah. Triumph. But when you look at Eminem, this motherfucker trying the to podcast, fucking say triumph. something. Shut up. <laughs> triumph. Of the friend of the podcast. We're not friends, not affiliates with Shade 45. Fucking. He fucking can't say what the fuck he wants to say. At the same time, he's in the same market and he's trying to exist and fucking, you know, make money in the same way that fucking, you know, pop acts have made all throughout fucking time. You look at songs from the 60s, they were fucking veiled fucking. They're talking about fucking in the ass. And oh, yeah. They were nuts. I mean, like, 60s music was weird. Uh, when when talking on the topic of, like, rap music and shit, like, you bring up Eminem. Let's, let's not forget, like... Like a majority of the censorship that kicked in with rap music came from like back in the day, like NWA. People were they were arrested nightly because they were like told specifically, do not play fuck the police. And they would come out and they'd play fuck the police. And then Ice Cube and Dr. Dre and Easy E would be sent to the fucking precinct. Like nightly. Like a lot of censorship. Like a significant story, like the significance of censorship, a lot of it also boils in racism, too, because like you look at fucking you look at those guys, you look at N.W.A., you look at fucking Ice Ice T, fucking Ice T with body count, cop killer, cop killer was like one of the biggest ones that were thrown out during the MP, uh, the, the PMRC's fucking crusade to stop fucking uh, vulgarity and shit in like the late eighties, early nineties was like a little bit after that time was fucking cop killer. Ice T just made this fucking hardcore punk song about murdering cops. And then everyone wanted his album to be banned and pulled. And, and like, you look at that shit, you look at like, like a lot of people pull up the fucking uh, PMRC and they think of fucking like D Snyder and Frank Zappa, who are guys that weren't affected by the PMRC. They were but not they were great f- uh, friends of the podcast. They were oh, – God damn it, Dan. Yeah, they were great friends of the podcast. But, Rest um, in peace, Frank Zappa. 
rest in peace, Frank Zappa. Uh, rest in pe- well, D. Snyder's still alive. Anyway, uh, he's but, still performing. He still performs. Yeah, him and Sebastian Bach and all those like metal guys and the guys from Wasp. Like all those guys, they came out and they're like, "We're gonna fight against censorship and all that shit." But they weren't the ones. Oh yeah, that Wasp, really- man, dude, they came down hard on Wasp. Well, I mean, to be fair, Wasp kind of was like. Oh well was extreme when i think like victims of the pmrc the number one guy i think of and the one guy that i think got fucked over the most was john Jello biafra oh, shut up oh Jello biafra. john denver john denver spoke dude big big props to john denver for coming coming he didn't have to do that he john spoke denver? at the pmrc hearings john denver spoke man it's weird hearing him like talk about you know like you know, he's the most innocent freaking. Maybe John Denver had uh, like veiled songs where he's like he's like talking about anal sex, but it's like it's like veiled <laughs> by like the Rocky Mountains or like a deep valley. He's talking about like he has a song. Foul housemates will return after these important messages. And now a poem from one Richard Bartholomew Dweck. John and I aren't going to your mic anymore. You are petty. You bump someone just because you don't agree with them politically and are unable to debate as an adult on Facebook. Nobody likes you. You're a very insecure person. I'm glad you think John's on my level. I've been doing comedy longer than you. I do mics four nights a week. I write constantly and work on the craft. You are complacent and nobody cares about your opinions on comedy because you are a hack. And that was a poem by one Richard Bartholomew Dweck. Dan? I'm good. Beautiful. All right. How's, yeah. how's Craig? Craig apparently had a stroke. Craig shit the bed. Craig flipped shit. Craig was like, why are you guys talking for like two hours? Jesus Christ. Well, we were on a very, uh, very good point about John Denver uh, speaking out against music censorship. Well, well, I was also going to say, like, uh, the one guy I think about that that gets fucking really shat on when it came to the PMRC the one name that I pop into my head is fucking Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys. Cause like during that time, they Dead Kennedys released Frankenfish and the PMRC was like what when it Wait, I thought was, it was Frank and Christ. Frank and Christ, not Frankenfish. Frankenfish. Oh, that's a good movie, uh, but go on. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh Frankenchrist. They released Frankenchrist. And I think, like, as they released it, this was, like, when, I believe, what was the, what was the record label, uh, explicitity gimmick, the censorship board, uh, before the PMRC? Or, like, after the PMRC? Because, like, after that was a thing, they released Frankenchrist, and then apparently the inside of Frankenchrist had, like, this, like, awesome artwork of like Jesus getting crucified next to like penises and shit. It was fucking lit. And they were like, this is you're sending pornography to children. We're going to ban your whole entire album from getting any sort of record sale whatsoever. And so 
like these guys were like, wow, that's kind of fucked up. And Jello just went on this giant crusade to be like, this is this is censorship. Like you guys are actually preventing us from making money. Like you're a bunch of fucking assholes. What the fuck are you guys doing? It's ironic that this is Spinal Tap came out around the same time, and then they get you know like they're they're going through it too. You know, like it's like they're trying to explain smell the glove poorly, and you know like real life shits going on with like you know trying to get a whole record band. Yeah, like multiple too, because like you had you had uh you had the Dead Kennedys, they got shit for it. Wasp got really hit hard, and I think a lot of it too is because Wasp was like a second tier metal band. Wasp rules, yo. Don't no. Wasp was great when I was like eleven, and then like. Wasp has always been good. I disagree. Um, although uh, you do remember that one uh, clip from uh, the decline of Western civilization, where the guitar Wasp was like, oh, I'll never fuck. forget. <laughs> chugging, I've been uh, there. I, not in a pool, but I've been there. God damn! Like. <laughs> And my mom was not there. That was uncomfortable, man. Dude, his mom is just like on the side of the pole. And he's just like, yeah, man, I had a foursome in Utah with these four fucking awesome babes. And his mom's just like shaking her head. Apparently that whole thing was uh, was faked. No, no, I don't think it was, man. I mean, I was I was told afterwards, like, I think what was it the guitarist? He was like, yeah, no, uh, they filled my bottle with water and shit. And they. They they made me act up to make me think like I was a fucking alcoholic, but like dude, no, but he was an alcoholic. But like, he, yeah, he was an alcoholic, but like that was not in the pool though. That's probably one of the most uncomfortable. I don't mix uh, Penelope. I don't mix alcoholism and, and pool use. That's probably one of the most one of the most disturbing scenes in documentaries. Like, period, was that situation. Like that's probably the most uncomfortable sequence I I had. Oh, I I wouldn't. I would have said like close ups on either uh, Gene Simmons or um, uh, from Megadeth, uh, Dave Dave Mustaine's mouth. The the and and the the director of that movie and Dave Mustaine had a relationship after that movie, and and she's just like she's filming him like she's like she's filming him like in porno like angles. I'm like, what is? I don't think when I think of Megadeth, I don't think of like a cigarette hanging out of Dave Mustaine's teeth <laughs> Carl, are you a big megadeth fan multi-platinum recording artist megadeth not a huge fan no dan uh mm. me neither fucking... i like i like i like some of their songs but i can ne- dave mustaine's a freaking awesome guitar player don't get me wrong i could never really get into his voice and i think that's really important uh, especially with uh, if a thrash band has a has a has, is a good band, but has like a lead singer that that just doesn't work for me, man. But I'm not taking anything away from what they've done. Boy, that really brought the energy down. Uh, well, talk about thrash. Talking about those thrash bands. I believe Dave Mustaine died, and the person that's out there now is a lizard man. Oh, like, it's quite the my... take. That's my personal take. That's your, that's your theory? That's my theory. Because, like, Dave that's Mustaine why. used to be, like... I'm pretty sure Dave Mustaine used to be, like, pretty, like... I wouldn't say liberal, but he was very much more, like, what we would consider, like, progressive now. And then, all of a sudden, like, somewhere around, like, 2003 or 2004, like, he just became, like, some right-wing psychonaut, nutcase fucking guy 
who was just like, oh, yeah, Obama's a lizard person, and I fucking, and I'm going to show up on Alex Jones's like, podcast 50,000 times. So Liam, I, I that's mi- weird. That is weird you bring that up, because I have a theory. It may not be funny, but I've had this theory for a long time, and it <laughs> falls right in line with what you just said. Don't don't think I'm going off on a tangent here. This is this is in relation to what you were talking about. Uh, I have a theory that in 2004, I call it the curse of 2004, Many, especially metal bands, especially metal core bands, but you could take it outside that realm, man. In two, I don't know what it was, I don't know why, but there was a shift in 2004 where bands they were putting out great music, they started to put out either mediocre or absolute trash. Starting in 2004, I'll give you a good example in flames, example right there. And some may say even before that, but dude, once, once 04 hit. It was, it was pretty rough, man. I would, I would, I would say, uh, I would, I would say, in flames is trash. <laughs> At all levels, I would say all, all eras is completely trash. Like, oh, wow. you know who I'd listened to recently that I thought was like just absolute garbage, but then I I listened to, um, and I thought actually they were pretty hype. Was um, three inches of blood. No, that I never. Uh, well, uh, two thousand four, man. They came out then. Yeah, with Deadly Sinners, they were on the uh, Thug Two soundtrack. They were fire as fuck. And uh, after that, I uh, don't know what happened. Oh, they did. They did stuff afterwards, but they were like, they were very much like, they were cool. I was it ever music. as was it ever as good? I don't know, but like, nope, it wasn't. Fun. Curse of two thousand four. Don't. Let's get some more. Carl, Carl, what's a band that you like? Uh, but once 04 hit, you notice they uh, they they started a decline. Uh, Hanson. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that answer. I guess yeah. I don't know. 2004. Uh... Hanson got creatively bankrupt after 2004. No more riffs. They yeah, actually made uh, three inches of blood. Made music up until 2012. Yeah, but was any of that as good? Uh, arguably, arguably no. Arguably some, yeah. No, arguably some, yeah. Honestly. Arguably, I disagree. Why? Well, I, I think that you're Not disagreeing just to prove a point. I, I saw them live. <laughs> Three inches of blood? Yes. You you rocked out to Deadly Sinners? No, I didn't. I didn't rock. I, didn't, I was never really at the end of that band. Deadly I had Sinners! A, I had a promo. I used to have a radio show, and I would I had a contact through Metal Blade Records, and I got that album through Metal Blade. Well, well, okay, time out. Time oh out, no, I'm sorry out. that that whoa, was um whoa, okay, that was Roadrunner, yeah. but it was through the radio station, so it wasn't through. Me- I'm sorry, I gotta be specific. That was not Metal Blade. It was Roadrunner. I need I need you to back up on all of that. You were on a radio show. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a college radio show. It's called All Things Heavy. Oh okay, all right. I oh, thought no, you were like me- immediately discredited. I thought it was like legitimate, like I was radio. on my friend's legitimate radio show. Ah, oh, fair, fair point. Couple episodes. That's pretty lit. We were talking about POD. One of them, I remember that because that he's one of the people that went to see POD. Carl, how do you feel about multi platinum California recording artist POD? That stands for Payable on Death. They're one of your favorites, I know. You don't, you're not a fan? No, Dan. Who the fuck is that? Get this guy off the podcast, man. I don't know who he is anymore. <laughs> Guys, this has been the Foul Housemates podcast. Our guest, I don't know oh, his name. Man. Uh, 
No, I'm just kidding, Carl. It's, you don't have to. Kelsey didn't know who POD was either. Yo, Broke my heart. POD, man. Who the fuck is POD? Like the electric Le- prune? Le- <laughs> the electric prune. Close to 2004, hit the electric prunes really hard. <laughs> the only yeah. remastered. The Down. electric prune? P- Dude, Curse of 2004 hit P.O.D. too. Right, so then, the Curse of 2004, what the fuck? I mean, Chester Bennington didn't kill himself until years later. What the fuck? What the fuck happened in 2004? Everybody went down the tubes, you're saying? A lot, of, a lot of mediocre a b- bands that were like operating on, at a very high caliber started putting out meat. Like, it was like... I think as soon as like metalcore and stuff like that really started to break into mainstream, a lot of stuff got safe and milk toast and uninspired, and you know, Orgy went down. My one of my all time favorite guilty pleasure bands, man. Orgy took a big hit in two thousand four, man. Orgy sucks though, dude. Or dude, Orgy Vapor Transmission. I'll put that album. I'm going on record with this. Orgy Vapor Transmission. I'll put it up against. Any album the Beatles ever released, it trumps them. Fuck off. You it's can a, you can personally it's a master... You can personally probably go fuck yourself with arguably that. <laughs> one arguably one of the top three albums released in the year two thousand. Origin Vapor Transmission. No, stop yeah. it. But in two thousand four they released a new metal album which uh was called um I think it was called Punk Static or something like that. Uh it just didn't. It wasn't on the same level, man. Orgy were not that great. Orgy were like, eh. I don't know. It sounds like, depending on what the year two thousand four, like where that falls in Dan Caprio's fucking in your life. Your theory that nothing. music went down the tubes in two thousand four. Is that because of a fucking rejected fucking junior promposal, or was it fucking? What the fuck? 2004? How are you the fucking, how are you the fucking, the, 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 what do you call it? The authority on 2004. How old were you, Dan? Like I said, uh, Carl, I had my own radio show. Yeah, <laughs> and radio I had contacts in the record industry. So, I, hey, man, I'm not an expert, but I saw it through a different vantage point. Plus, I was watching Headbangers Ball like every goddamn Saturday, and like you know, I was I was really big in it, like heavy music in general, man. <laughs> you were watching Headbangers Ball in two thousand. I was watching it with my good friend, uh, good friend of the podcast, and my good friend Mark Stigliano, uh, my roommate at the time. We uh, we would buy uh, twenty four packs for one another uh, and uh, share them. So twenty four beers each. Was an exception, Dan. Who put out a great 2004 album? Uber's Arguably, yes. <laughs> Trapped, uh, I believe, released an album in 2004 as well. Um, it might have been better than their um, de- uh, major label debut. I don't know. Right, so, so there's a wrinkle in your theory. In 2004, I mean, hip hop and R&B is doing well. Yes. You're saying that your shit, this fucking heavy, weird. What are you into? Dan, what are you into? You're into like a lot of headbanger shit. I'm into a lot of headbanging. Where does that come from? Why do you think that is? What does that mean? Well, I mean, he did fall off. <laughs> it's like, where did you get broke? Like Where'd you get broken at in your life, bro? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like 2004, like fucking. Oh, I, 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 
I, I saw Transformers the movie, the animated movie, and uh, my life was never the same. Shia LaBeouf's? No, man, the animated movie with Orson Welles as Unicron. Oh my god! I think it was Shia after LaBeouf. you. I think it was after you fell off that that uh, you fell the off wall. Yeah, the wall. I I loved heavy. Me- I immediately loved heavy metal. Like right after that, I went home and I saw like uh, fucking like Motley Crue on TV, and I'm like, this is it. This is this is the apex of, of rocking. My life peaked. <laughs> my life peaked when I was seven? Oh, probably. Like, my life peaked when I was, like, 13. So, like, uh, I guess... I was going to say, I was already playing doctor. <laughs> so, uh, guys, we've been talking for, like, I'm pretty sure a good hour and a half to two hours. Um, I think it's a good time to close out shop. Oh, I was going to say one more talking point. Do you want to do one more talking point? I would, yeah. Well, I mean, you got you had like fifty-seven talking points. I never even put in one talking point. Oh well, they, no. If you have one, by all means. Uh, I have a few, uh, but uh, if we should, we'll close out with this because I think this is the most uh, transformative of all comments. Uh, Carl, hot take, hot buzz. How you feel about Biden wanting to say the N word? Uh, I think Joe Biden is the scourge of the earth, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. So you saw that Charlemagne shit, right? Oh, fucking yeah. Fucking. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it, Liam. Oh, my oh. God. It's probably the cringiest shit I've seen. Like, I don't want to say, like, I know Gary McClain, friend of the podcast, Gary McClain, uh, made it clear that he probably destroyed his whole campaign with that single fucking audio clip. It's but arguable. Like, but if it wasn't for that, it was the fact that afterwards he, his apology was he blamed Charlemagne for being too hood. And <laughs> That's even worse. Oh, it's so much worse. <laughs> like, the motherfucker can't just be like, yeah, that was a fuck up. Uh, I wasn't thinking correctly. I apologize. Joe, was... Bo- Joe, Joe Biden thought he was Joe Budden for a second. <laughs> He's straight up about to start a fucking diss track with Drake. That was what he was about to do. He, he temporarily became Suge Knight. Oh shit! Joe Budden and Joe Biden doing a fucking dish tray. Fucking what is it? Back to back. To back? I would back to black. Black. You're not black. Oh my god, that would be beautiful. Joe I would Biden's love a fucking pile of dog shit. Joe Biden People argue with me all the time. They try to fucking whatever. I go look. Tara Reid, right? Hollywood's fucking crazy. Not a good actress. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's not acting about Dan. She's not acting about those allegations against that. She was in uh, the Yui Bowl classic, Alone in the Dark. Yes, she was attempting at acting in that movie. She was a scientist. Body Those, shot. These are completely two different Tara Reads, Dan. But I would, I did unironically uh, think, I did unironically think when the allegations first came I, out. As did I. That Tara Reed. <laughs> I'm like, the, whoa. That's a deep, that's a, that goes deep. That's a deep cut. What? Star of Alone in the Dark? Tara Reed? Uh, star, star of Sharknado One, Tara Reid. Mm, that's a better you, credit. Um, Carl, yeah, how did I, Joe? Uh, how did Joe Biden hurt you? Uh, one by being unelectable. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad. That's not a bad stance at all. <laughs> by being unelectable. 
And, and what's the second one? Uh, I mean, probably the fucking laundry list of his fucking horse shit. Guy's fucking full <laughs> of shit. He was full of shit before he lost his mind. I've known a lot of people who were full of shit and then had dementia later in life who fucking kind of shot you straight in a weird way. Only in small doses. Nobody I don't know anybody that. like that. Didn't know anybody like that. I know 20 people who didn't know my name until they fucking had fucking Alzheimer's. Then they knew my fucking name. <laughs> they knew fucking, it after? Fucking Joe, yeah. And fucking Joe Biden is just a pile of fucking dog shit. Guy fucking... What the fuck Carl, according to you and Liam's political party, yeah, he's, he's going to be our next you know, leader of the country. And I know you guys are going to vote for him. I don't, I don't see why, why you guys are trash-talking him like this. Hold on. Say that again. I know you guys are going to vote for him. I don't know why you're trash talking him like this. What are you talking about? I vote for fucking Iran's. Vote for who? <laughs> vote for Iran's? I vote for fucking. I vote for Ron Paul. <laughs> Not Rand. Oh, and Rand and Rand Paul. <laughs> Rand Paul, yeah. I vote for oh, I'm, vo- I'm voting for Harambe. <laughs> are you voting for Harambe? <laughs> okay. Joe Yo, Biden. The- Remember the gorilla. Always remember the gorilla. Got bars for Joe Biden. If I- fuck it, dude, I'll vote for uh, who? Who passed? Um, uh, Vic. I'll vote for Vic Morrow. He he deserves a shot. Vic Mor- Vic Morrow deserves. Vic Morrow, twenty twenty. A better tomorrow with Vic Morrow, twenty twenty. It's a perfect fucking. He's been dead campaign since slogan. like nineteen eighty six. Well, Liam, who would you rather have, Vic Morrow, nineteen eighty two? Twenty twenty, <laughs> or Joe Biden? I would I would rather have uh, Bernie Sanders, but if he's not in the in the casting choice, I don't was know. Was Bernie Sanders in the Twilight Zone movie? Um, if he was, that would have been great. That would have been awesome. One of the he's probably one of the elderly guys in the Peter Pan segment. Uh, he was elderly Peter in the early eighties. <laughs> he was an old man in nineteen eighty two. He's always been an old man. I've never seen Bernie Sanders young, except for that uh, one photo where he's dragged away by cops. That's the I've always, uh, right after that, that's when I got my horseshoe uh, haircut. I've had it for I lost uh, all my I, hair. I, I lost all my hair. Uh, I grew all bald and I turned white. Uh, I got a, a hunch and I started, uh, uh, I started uh, getting discounts at Arby's. That's what happened. I've had uh, I've had a uh, male pattern baldness for the greater part of uh, six decades now. Uh, scientists and doctors are baffled. Uh, uh, Richard Dweck writes me emails saying, uh, "You know, is your hair ever going to come back? I have a problem voting for you with your appearance like this." <laughs> I gotta I gotta say, uh, I love the kid. I I love Richard Dweck too, but uh, I don't. I just it's like you look at Joe Biden, right? Like. Here's like the Democrats, like all of these fucking neolib idiots. Like this is the thing that drives me up a fucking wall. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What neo-lib- what word did you just use? Neoliberal, neoliberal idiots. Uh, these these troglodyte human beings who are like standing behind this senile guy who on national television shat his pants. And allegedly. said, if you don't vote for him, you're not actually black. They're still not allegedly. St- they're still standing for this motherfucker. And then they're trying to play it off like, oh, the one that actually was the rational choice. Well, he shouted too much and it reminded me of my stepdad. So let- let's get rid of that candidate. Like, fuck off. 
Like, don't don't come up to me trying to be like <laughs> trying to be. I'm sorry. We're recording, and my friend Emeka just posted a fucking image of the Seattle Bearback Boys. The what? <laughs> Have you never? Oh my God! The Seattle Bearback Boys, man. I'm not. I'm not in the chat, so I'm afraid to ask what that is. <laughs> it's this fucking. We were watching. Uh, um, this is gonna be our final topic, and then we'll move forward. Uh, with the closer, we were watching Dateline NBC with uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Chris Stone Hansen. Phillips. Oh, I wish it was Stone Phillips, but it was Chris Hansen. And one of these was this this episode where Chris Hansen actually captured a guy who was on the train with him and knew him for years. Oh. And this guy was such like a creepy weirdo online. He's like, uh, "Have you not? Have you not done any? Uh, have you not done any gay sex?" And the guy's like, "No, nah, I'm a virgin." Well, school is in session. I'll be your teacher. Ha ha. And the audio clips are hilarious. They send him to the police station. And they search his, his car because, of course, he says the shit of, like, I, I had no intention of doing anything with this guy. I had no intention of, like, fucking kids. I swear to God. And in his car were a pack of condoms and a DVD called Seattle Bareback Boys. <laughs> and fucking Chris Hansen runs down just being, like, fucking... This man in his uh, in his Jeep, he had a pack of condoms, a flashlight, and the the DVD Seattle Bareback Boys. <laughs> and I'm like, what, <laughs> Bruh. Like, once you bring in hardcore gay porn to a 13 year old's house, you're not winning any argument you have against pedophilia. <laughs> it's like this was back when like the show was on initially, or was this like something like? This was during I. This was uh, the YouTube years, okay. Where he was like Chris Hansen's a little bit more bloated. He just got out of his uh, cheating scandal. He's a little bit more allegedly. Uh, he's a little bit more. Uh, he's a little bit more flabby around the waist, if you will. He's not, not quite thing. Michael Jordan pants size yet, though. <laughs> he's not Michael oh, Jordan pants. Do you guys know Gay Romano? Ever see that clip? No, Gay Romano. No, I haven't. Oh my God! There's a fucking clip from old fucking To Catch a Predator, and they called him Gay Romano because this guy sounds like Ray Romano. Going to fucking Atlantic City, but he stops to fuck a kid. He sounds just like fucking Ray Romano. <laughs> Dan Nine kind of looks like Ray Romano. I wonder if it's still on fucking YouTube. This was like the it's greatest probably. Thing. It's probably it's like the all... four fucking funniest minutes of anything I've ever seen. This guy fucking is absurd. It's it's tremendous. Outside of the Seattle Bareback Boys episode, my all-time favorite uh Dateline episode was the one where it was this guy who he walks into the house, tries to run immediately upstairs to the kids' room. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Hang on. Wait, he 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 goes okay. in the house. So he and goes he, into the house. Did he see Chris Hansen? He did Or did see he just Chris like Hansen. he came in the house and then he ran upstairs? Like he straight he's up. He's like, I'm getting so, pussy now. So he no, no, it wasn't. no, no small talk. So, That's not the guy who took his clothes off, is it? It was not the guy who took his clothes off. <laughs> it's <laughs> this guy. This guy straight up, he shows up. He shows up. <laughs> he ran he, upstairs. He shows up, Dan. Dan, I swear to God, this guy looks like <laughs> Richard Dweck in his 50s. 
Oh, like wow. Bad guy, I saw a guy in the supermarket that looked like, like Richard Dweck like that. So go on. Like without his glasses, like thinning blonde hair, fat oh. belly, sweatpants. He had headphones around his neck. Like he was Seinfeld he was, shoes. Seinfeld shoes. He he walks into the house. He bolts immediately to the staircase. <laughs> fucking the fucking Chris Hansen pops out being like, uh, sir, what are you uh what are you doing now? Why don't you take a seat? Uh I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Uh what are you doing here? And this guy, like his big bullshit argument at let me note, one o'clock in the morning. Not bad. One o'clock in the morning. He's like yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I was here for a job interview <laughs> to talk to this guy. He was gonna give me a job I, in construction. <laughs> I know this guy. I know this guy is a is a criminal at the you know, but that answer is legendary. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like uh, he's uh, he's at he's at an underage child's house for a job interview. <laughs> he's here for an underage child's house to fuck a 13 year old boy, and he's like. Yeah, no, I'm here for a job interview. I I lay bl- I lay bricks. You know, I'm a bricklayer. And uh, oh, that was the, the... Be... <laughs> and I and I've and I've taken the bus for like six hours now to get here. And I just I I need this job. It's like it's a job interview. And Hanson's like, oh really? Uh, the why does this message here say? Uh, when I show up, I will come right to your room, and then we'll touch each other. <laughs> <laughs> he um he jumped the gun a little with that message. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna run in your house. Say I'm dyslexic. I'm gonna go right up to your room and, and we'll t- and we'll try things out there. And wow! And the guy's like, "No, nah, that wasn't uh, me. That was a that was a a hacker showed up and took my." Account. Think that's like a passable though? You think that could work in a court of law if you like got entrapped that way and you said you were dyslexic? So don't and talk about Hansen, trap that way. I'm saying entrapment, then, not the band. And is obsessed with this fucking. And loves the Entra- en- Entrapment is a good death metal band too. Dan loves loves trapped for some reason. I don't know what. I don't know how. I'm gonna go on record and say Liam is false with that state. Very false. Hey, Dan, Dan, do you like trap? No. I love trap. Why not? Oh, you trap like or T R A P? Yeah, like trap music. Trap, yes, trap music. Not all of it, but some of it. Okay. Glad you pulled back on that, Dan, because I was shocked. He's about to bop some two chains after this. That's what he's gonna do, bro. I, I have done that. Chains. Always knew two chains is coming because he goes, ah, two chains. <laughs> Or, or my go-to is uh, a future off of uh, the uh, J-Rock classic. Uh, him, him, Kendrick Lamar. I forget what the track is. What's it? King is Dead, I think. And fucking future jumps on the track. He's just like... I laugh my ass off every time. Just laugh fucking hilarious. My ass off. Just he, just, funny shit, man. he does. He does his future shit of like the mumble rap, like you gotta hit the train on the two. <laughs> Starts his next verse. I'm like, bro, what are you? What is this Mickey Mouse impersonation you're doing, my? <laughs>
fucking some of that shit's fucking funny, man. <laughs> it's fucking fu- that, and then bad and bougie. Little Uzi Vert's verse on bad and bougie is the f- second funniest thing. Uh, outside of of the XXXL freshman cipher, I want to talk about that at some point. The XXX- oh my god! XXL freshman cipher with little hey, Carl. You big you, Carl. You a big fan? Carl, you a big fan of Kid Boo? <laughs> Kid Boo. Kid Boo. Kid Boo. Kid Boo. Hi. Man. Hi, Dan. Who is Kid Boo? You don't want to know. Look up his interview with DJ Vlad. You'll, I, I it'll be eye opening. I don't want to, but I will. I'm definitely going to. God, I have to say, I've watched DJ Vlad interviews. I know a lot of people have beef with him, people who I love. And he seems weird, but I, Carl, watch, I watch DJ Vlad all the Carl, time. You, Carl, you would know then. What happened to Designer? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What I happened? know who this kid Boo guy is. Oh, I, know I thought you had someone is. Designer. This is the guy. Well, I also know things. About he said designer. he's a, he said he's a uh, clone. What designer? That's what he's claiming. No, no, Kid Boo. Oh, Kid Boo. <laughs> yeah. He's also he's been also in the industry for like fucking ten years, and he has. I know he yet. also does what I do with the, with the whole young thing. Uh, Kid Boo, I believe, is my age, going by Kid Boo. I am not a kid. <laughs> he's trying to pretend to be nineteen when he's like thirty eight. That's all right, man. He's pulling in Dan Ninen right there, and I don't hate that. From one Dan to another, that's that might be the only thing I agree with with Dan Ninen. Big facts. You did a. I fucking... told you, Liam. I told you that I uh, I came clean to my uh, my ex girlfriend about my age, like on a bus coming back from New York. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out it never even mattered in the first place. I felt kind of dumb. What's what's worse, coming out about your you age or coming out about your sexuality, Dan? I lied. Hey, man. <laughs> I did. Wait, I I lied. I lied about lied. my age for a while. How much? I said I was about ten years younger than I actually am. You say you were sixteen. I told my other my other ex and I we were eating pizza. We were catching up eating pizza at De Lorenzo's, and I told her the story. She's like, "You said you were ten years younger than you really were." She started cracking up. Oh, How did you do that? Was she very she's like, young? it worked? I was like, yeah. Hell yeah. Like, did you did you lie to, like, be, like, around her age? Or, like, what was, like, why did you? Uh, no, no, no. I said I was a little, I said I was older than, than she was. Okay, but you were, like, more than, you said you were, like, a few years older? Yes. You were actually, okay. I gotcha. No, I gotcha. no. I said I was a few years older than her. Her, right. But in reality, you're, like. It's like eleven years old. <laughs> hey, right, salute, salute. Nah, ten. We'll say ten years. You really thought like you may not have gotten the nut? Was it like was it because you liked her, or was it the nut where you like she? No, I was afraid. I was afraid she she would be like, nah, I'm not interested in this. It didn't matter. She was though. as she was as Master P would put it. Uh, bout it, bout it. What a hero. And as what a and hero. as someone who has seen both I'm Bowed at the movie and uh the Master P uh Magnum Opus film Dull Last Don, uh <laughs> Master P is correct. Oh my god. I would love to hear Shout the... out Master P, big fan of the podcast. I would love <laughs> to hear the premise of Master Don, but I believe we should wrap this episode up. 
because we've been going at it for, I believe, two hours now. Uh, Carl, thank you so very much for showing up on the podcast, for dealing with our shit every time we hang out. You're a great human being. We love our time. This is the end of the Foul Housemates podcast. Carl, as always, please, for the love of God, plug your shit. And first of all, thank you so much, fellas. Danny Caprio, legend, one of my best friends. Thank you for having me. And Liam, my guy, although we disagree on the communism shit, love you, brother. And Not a communist. Friggin' <laughs> <laughs> balls! Uh, I never got a chance to tell that joke at the roast. I was going to tell you, what the fuck was I going to say? My roast joke for Liam was that I donate to the fucking NRA every fucking year. Oh, your name. Right. In your name. In my name <laughs> to get NRA subscriptions. Yeah, let me, uh, yeah, just Carney Commission on Facebook, Carney Commission, at Carney Commission on Instagram. And check, check out Kelsey Q, Kelsey R. Volk on Facebook, Kelsey Volk on SoundCloud. Is it the wrong thing on her? Not dot, Kelsey Volk on SoundCloud. Uh, we're Carney Commission on SoundCloud, too. And, uh... That's pretty much. That's pretty much it. If you check out our shit, you'll see a lot of you guys. You'll see a lot of. What about the YouTube channel, Carl? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it's uh, hashtag TRCC, the roast of Carl Callen, on YouTube. Uh, you look up that, you'll be able to find everything from the roast. Uh, Tons of. There's like a. There's over a dozen videos up already. And we got full the roast sets. Com- full sets of people. Got the roast coming. We're gonna put out some shit from Halloween, which both of you guys were at. So. Um, we're going to put out some stuff. That's awesome, man. Thank you guys for having me so much, though. I really appreciate it. I love... I love... It's fucking good to catch up with you guys and fucking bullshit and stuff. Miss it. Goddamn, we miss you too, Carl. And we love to have you on the podcast again. It's the bitch-ass motherfucking time. We love you. Or Lloyd. Or Lloyd. Or, or Doug Trent. Well, maybe not Doug. Or Doug. I forgot about Doug Trent. <laughs> Doug Trent. <laughs> the GOAT. Big new metal fan. Big new metal fan, Doug Trench. I love Bunker. He's a big fan. <laughs> Doug Trench I, is a fan of Bunker? I, 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 I tap him for a puddle of mud guy or a, or a stone sour type, but... Oh. <laughs> I'm, of course, Liam Wolf. You can follow me at WolfMediaCom on Instagram. Real Ultra Liam on Twitter, which I still need to fix. Wolf Media, uh, Wolf Media on YouTube, which hopefully, fingers crossed, at some point we put some content up on there. And uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm not going to put anything out there, but we might also have a Foul Housemates YouTube channel coming in the works at Get some it. point to put this up here. Um, outside of that, hey, Dan, what do you got to plug? Daniel Caprio on Instagram, Daniel underscore, ah, underscore caprio on twitter and my youtube channel is daniel caprio see keeping it simple you know not a bunch of numbers not a bunch of weird ass emo song lyrics not a bunch of pseudo jokes you have with your friends when you're 12 years old it's my name i'm proud of my name my name has meaning and what what i'm not getting into the bullshit names (laughs) we love you too dan it's been another wonderful episode of the Foul Housemates podcast. Tune in every week, fingers crossed every week, 
for a new episode every time we pop up. This has been shout out Angelo Gingerelli. We're sorry about the audio. It was out of our hands. Yeah, that's the big one. Uh, We're, we're working at this one. This is probably going to be released before Angelo's Angelo. We recorded his, and then we all apparently uh, showed up in hell for like an hour and a half. And we just started to sound like demons, but uh, at some point we'll get that fixed. Uh, so we sound less like we're high on lean. Uh, but, <laughs> hey, uh, it might show up as a bonus episode. We don't know yet. Fingers crossed. If anyone wants to help out on that front, hit me up. You know our contacts. This has been Foul Housemates Podcast. Signing out. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, thank Craig for fucking up this whole guy. Craig shit. Craig just totally like I could barely hear you, Liam, and I couldn't hear Carl at all. Craig's a pile of dog piss. He is Did you name it that or is that a default name? That's the that's the program name.